You are the gayest monster since gay came to gay town. From your knees, you've lost all direction. So afraid of rejection. Lost little toys and forgotten parts. Do I believe in us? Do I believe in lust? Am I just desperate for a pick-me-up? Maybe. So 24, I think, 24, 25, I need to go and do an actual count on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am your host, Josh, and with me I have ev- pretty much everyone that's a part of the network. Um, I have Nate, hey, hey. and Kylie, Hello. and Jesse. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, Corbin might actually make a special appearance here, if we're still recording by the time he gets here. But, um, yeah, so welcome to the show, we're... Uh, you know, it's Sunday, April 9th. Um, we're just kind of hanging out on this nice Sunday afternoon. Kylie is hungover as shit. It's really bad. So we're going to try and get her little stuff out of the way so so she can go at least not have to sit up straight for a little while. She can lay down or mm-hmm. something, watch TV. Um, I just will get, the, uh, we'll get the advertising out of the way real quick. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, um, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, Twitch. You can also email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. I know that Nate and Jesse both have their own personal accounts they'd like to go over. So starting with Nate, let uh, give us your what's your like your your Twitch handle for everything and uh, yeah, absolutely. YouTube stuff. You can find us on uh, Twitch at uh, TMA Games. So we are live on there, not as often as we should be, but soon. Sorry, I'm having Kylie turn off the TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so got TMA Potter in the background. Here. Yeah, yeah. So. so got some uh, Jesus starting off strong. Hopefully some some switch stuff coming up later this month. Sweet. And Jesse, you have your own Twitter things going on. Uh, yeah, if you want, you can follow me independently on Twitter. Um, if you do, you'll notice I've been all over drawn to death this week. I am at Jesse Bailey. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch at the real Jesse Bailey. Um, same story as the other two guys. There will be more streams up. Um, mostly what I've been running lately is the Twist My Arm YouTube channel. So head on over there and, you know, drop a like and a subscribe. Or don't, but check out the videos because they're good. Yeah. Um, other good than time. that, I'm all over the Facebook and I'm all over Twitter. Yeah, all over. I've been watching some of those videos that you've been posting and they're, they're fun. I also did get drawn to death and we'll talk about it in length here in a little bit. But it is, it is a good game. Yes. So. Yes. Um, I do want to start the episode off. No, I don't. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. What? I was going to bash that fucking band. <laughs> oh. I was going to destroy <laughs> that fucking band. They who will not, not be e- named. Yeah. Not even worth it. Not worth. Not worth my time. But they're dicks, and I hate them, and I will never. <laughs> have, they will never have anything to do with the Twist My Arm podcast again. And you know who you are. I don't care how petty that is. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what can I say? I'm a petty guy. <laughs> that's you know, fuck it. I take this shit really fucking seriously. <laughs> so, 
If anyone got to see that Facebook post that I posted for three hours the other day, you know what I'm talking about. But I will not go over it. We will go (laughs) right on over to to Kylie's segment. We're going to start with the local food thing here. And I do want to start off with a... With a local food disclaimer, um, be careful oh when, you, when you when you go to Voodoo Donuts because if you try no if you try no. the half pound challenge <laughs> or the whatever pound challenge listen to me you can die from listen it because me. this man no 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 this, no you listen to me <laughs> I know he died I understand <laughs> what happened? he choked to death he choked to death trying to eat this like giant donut in under a certain time limit you know and then it's free or whatever fuck that that's the only food that has a (laughs) built-in life preserver in it it's got a hole in the middle just so your fat ass doesn't choke on it (laughs) what is that supposed to take a breath right there it's like the uh when you turn the boot where you're drinking from the boot to avoid the air pocket (laughs) you take a breath just as you get to the hole of the donut (laughs) yeah he was trying to eat a half pound donut in 80 seconds or less and and he choked on it and died in front of Voodoo Surprise. Donuts. Surprise. Voodoo this has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with Voodoo Donuts or any particular outlet. This is just no, a disclaimer. Just, Be careful if you're doing any kind of food challenge. There's that is reason that's what I was getting not into. <laughs> like, come on. There's a, I don't, think I think Bojo's. I think Bojo's has a challenge too, where if you eat their like massive pizza and like yeah, however many times or think less it's five pounds or seven pounds. Yeah. And although those things are fun, do uh, like just be careful about it because two. seriously, it's not worth it. It's not worth so your life. Come on, man. It's a half pound donut. I mean, in 80 mean, seconds. Or less. Think about it. Let's do this, bitch. Not in 80 seconds. Think about it this way though. There's not going to be a news article about somebody who almost ate the whole thing, man, but just couldn't make it. Don't worry. Nobody's going to know. Literally, no one will know except for you and the people that were on shift that day. Right. But if you die because you were so (laughs) prideful that you had to keep going. Then you make the Twist My Arm podcast. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) If you want to be a more That's not what you want to go out. It's one way. I don't know, man. It's a sugary, delicious way to leave this world. Yeah. His last thoughts were probably, I, oh, man, this tastes good. I was going to say the but same thing. He's sitting there choking like, oh, oh but it's just so delicious. <laughs> but don't you, think, don't you think he's ruined donuts for his whole family, though? Like, <laughs> I mean, I would hope yeah. that none of them reacted the way that I have right now, which is thinking, God damn, I got to get some donuts on the way home. <laughs> I'm sure you hope none of, them, oh, glazed, none of them felt challenged enough. Then time me. Give me an 80-second stopwatch. Let's do this thing. <laughs> you can picture, picture his kid walking in there in five years. Hello. <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father. Oh, prepare to fry with me oh a half God. done. Yeah. Yes. I'm about to finish my father's legacy. Yeah. I will eat it. <sighs> I think... <laughs> Left-handed. I think that that's got to be the true story here. We can make a movie out of that. Disney, for. I'm telling you, get a hold <laughs> of us. We'll make some movies for you. More ways to weed people out like this, like with more extreme challenges, so that the stupid people step forward and say, "Oh, right. I could do that." <laughs> Dude, you can make a movie out of this based on a true story. Yeah, <laughs> for Absolutely. real. People oh, would get all into it. It'd be all dramatic. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, oh, everybody's. Uh, Hopefully everybody's nice and hungry now, so Kylie can do her food review. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we'll get on to the other local restaurant. We uh, spent <laughs> some time yesterday at 
the anniversary party of Gennaro's Italian restaurant. Now, look, some of you might be thinking, you work there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Kylie, you're a regular there. Why are you talking about Gennaro's? Be, go somewhere else. Well, listen, okay, we didn't go anywhere else last week. So we went, <laughs> we, we went to the anniversary party, and we're going to talk about that and a little bit about Gennaro's and their food and their sort of stuff. So, Kylie, why don't you tell us a little bit about them? Yes. Um, anybody who knows me knows that Gennaro's is my favorite place of all time. I kind of lost track of how long I've been going there, but I think this was my third or fourth anniversary party that I have attended. It's always a lot of fun, especially for us um, regulars. It's kind of like a, it's like a reunion of, of all the Gennaro's regular, regulars and all the old employees. So it's a really good time. Um, but in general, there there's always a really nice atmosphere over there. I... I'm parti- you know, I'm partial, obviously, but I, I feel like most of the people who went there yesterday in particular who had never been there before and were just there for the um, anniversary party really liked it, said they were going to come back. It's just a really, really nice environment. Um, it's kind of neat. It's kind of like a dive bar, but not like... It's a dive bar. I mean, it's a dive bar restaurant. <laughs> I mean, it the is. thing that keeps it from being a complete dive bar is the restaurant. Yeah, it, it's it's super neat though. The restaurant side in particular, um, actually, kind of it looks like an Italian joint. There's for sure super neat. Um, you know, the, like the naked statues with like out the arms and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just the torsos. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a bunch of those. There's a bunch in there. Yeah, and, um, and a, a lot of the people on that side, the uh, Gennaro is, is really really good food. Yeah, they've uh, they've been around since the fifties. Um, they've they're one of the, I think they're one of the only places on Broadway that's been there for that long, mm-hmm. aside from stuff that's maybe a little farther towards downtown. Right. Um, but they've, I mean, they've kept it pretty much the same sort of style since throughout the owners throughout the years. Um, right. The owners that have it now, they've had it for what was it? The eighth anniversary, I think was, yeah. it was their eighth anniversary, but it would have been Gennaro's like 58th anniversary right. or something like that. And they like kept that. the name. So. Yeah. There was a Mr. Gennaro. Exactly. Yeah. So. And, um, there was, yeah, some things that happened in the past with Mr. Gennaro that <laughs> we probably won't get into, but, yeah. um, it is, it's a, it's a good little environment as, I mean, I, like I said, I do work there. I do not really hang out there. I just specifically work there. So yeah. I can kind of, as an, as a biased and yet unbiased opinion, like I do <laughs> like it there. Um, I do. I like the food there. It is very delicious. Now that's not just because I make it all, but <laughs> even when I go there and I and I don't work there, you know, it's 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 still good food. They yeah. they serve well. the The servers are always on point. The bartenders are always on point. They they have great drink specials there. Mm-hmm. Oh my um, gosh, it is definitely like probably the cheapest place you could even without the specials. Cheapest place, yeah. one of the cheapest places that you can go. It just have a couple drinks and not break the bank. Um, yeah. But I was going to say, I think my favorite part about that place is that you you can't really put it in a box. It's not just a dive bar and, you know, bikers go there, but it's not a biker bar. And, you know, they've got the regular crowd, the, you know, the old guys that you love to see in the middle of the day. And it's just a really fun place for all sorts of people. You know, a lot of misfits, but everybody fits in there. And Right. And then you got the crowd that comes in on the Fridays and Saturdays, the, the younger crowd that oh, will yeah. go in there and that yeah. packs the place out. Like they... It's definitely a really diverse set of customer base, mm-hmm. base customers, whatever it is. Yeah. But, um, so I have, I have two questions then. Okay. Um, my first question would be, so you're saying it's basically the kind of place where everybody knows your name. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> okay. 
And then um, <laughs> secondly, if you as a cook slash objective observer could recommend a dish to order there, what would you say is the thing you have to try at Gennaro's? The chicken parm. Anything mm. that has to really? do with the chicken parm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't just say that because I make the best chicken parm. Like there, it's it, it actually best. is really good. Like the the um, salad is really good. The chicken parm salad is really good. The chicken That's parm sandwich is really good as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, even just the entree is really good. That or the lasagna. One of those two. They're you know. I've the, had their lasagna. Everybody it's, talks about the lasagna. Yeah, everybody I went there. It. Like I moved here because I live. I you work like right next to there right so and I live about two blocks away so I, yeah, I live yeah. right next to Gennaro's as well and when I moved here I actually went to Google and typed in you know pizza nearby yeah, yeah. when I got there <clears throat> and looked at the menu I decided to get lasagna instead of pizza because yeah. it smelled so good in there and the lasagna was amazing how could we forget the pizza the pizza is so good <laughs> is. I don't even like pizza <laughs> the it is the, I mean everything's made in house there which again so. is just really weird I just like to point that out. That's oh, like, the pizza and Italian like restaurant. Just, no, no, I feel like Kylie just says she doesn't like oh. pizza just just to start a conversation. With <laughs> what you know? What, what are you talking about? You don't like savory tastes? What are you talking about? <laughs> savory tastes. Yeah, I I just wanted to kind of bypass that whole. Uh, comment <laughs> all together just so we didn't have any of that but while we're on the subject what the fuck Kylie um, <laughs> I don't know I guess come on I guess I'll, I'll kind of like I'll, I'll both talk about Gennaro's pizza and why I don't like other pizzas at the same time what I like about Gennaro's pizza is that it is smothered in freaking garlic butter like the um the crust not, yeah the crust not the whole pizza but um, so super delicious and it's just really cheesy and their sauce is like kind of spicy, but not too spicy. Um, whereas other pizzas, I don't know. It just, the, the marinara is tasteless. It just tastes like tomatoes and, um, you know, okay. I feel like you're, you're saying like, so, it's more of a home style pizza or Josh, like more of a like New York original style pizza than it is like a Domino's or pizza hut right. sort of thing. Where yeah. it's she's like, not, she's not a pizza detractor. She's a pizza elitist. That oh, yes. Oh sure. Yes. Sure. That's that makes what sense. it is. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Only the pizza finest. Elitist. Only the <laughs> finest pizzas. <laughs> Only the finest crust goes in this mouth. It's true. Oh man. man. But while we're on the subject, they have amazing, um, different, all sorts of different kind of pizzas, and they have different kind of sauces, and they've got gluten-free stuff. I think they've they've got gluten-free pasta. Josh is like glaring at me right now. Don't order that stuff. He hates making it, but it's an option, and he, he won't get take that the mad. Out by hand. <laughs> what? Do you have to take the gluten out by hand when you do it? <laughs> no, we have to <laughs> fucking boil brand new noodles. Make sure, make sure you count it. <laughs> One gluten. Two glutens, oh my three God. glutens. That's a lot of glutens. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, I, I, I hope Tani doesn't listen to this, the owner. But when I was managing and doing all the orders there, I hated gluten-free pasta so much. This was like a year ago, but I hated it so much that I just quit ordering it and would just keep telling <laughs> everyone that it, like, we didn't have it. <laughs> I think eventually they come on and we're like, why don't we have it downstairs? And I'm like, I forgot to order it. (laughs) Everything's got way too many glutens. (laughs) That's lucky. Uh, That's lucky that nobody was ever just like, oh, just use the regular pasta. And then somebody didn't come up to you like, (laughs) I am celiac and I 
have not eaten this pasta before oh, you know like yeah, that could have been a big problem. But we still <laughs> yeah. do have the gluten-free pizza, so they could do that. It's just the pasta takes so long to cook. And look, I don't really, I don't really care. I'll cook it for you. Yeah, you know? obviously, it, if we'll you cook want it to. for you. Like it's yeah. gonna happen if you want it. People like it. It tastes good. Yeah. So it's just, you know, if if if, it, if you work in a kitchen, there are always those certain few items that you're just like, you yeah, fuck that. The chicken parm's actually one of them too. But everybody loves the chicken parm. <laughs> Um, Very cool. So yeah, that really makes me want to get chicken parm. Like, oh my gosh. I really want to go do that and now. And we'll be back after this. <laughs> right. Well, in the entrees though, like uh, as he was saying, you know, there's all there are so many different ways that you can have it, and it's just so good every time. Anyway. Right. Yeah, and uh, like you were saying, we were there for the anniversary party. It was the eighth anniversary party. It, like I said, it was it would have been a lot bigger of an anniversary, like a larger number. But the new owners had taken over just a couple like eight years ago and so this was the eighth anniversary of them taking over the restaurant and uh they had they had a bunch of bands playing they started three we had the wendy clark band the sugar factory the the duvets 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 and look man i'm sorry if you are listening to this kenny your band the the kenny band i could not (laughs) find what your band name was i just remember that your name was kenny and that you guys were really fucking good so how can Kenny get in touch with us? Well, he can email us at twistmodernpodcast@gmail.com if he wants to yell at me for not remembering his name. <laughs> um, but no, they it was it was a good just kind of old timey like uh, what, like would you say like kind of folk rock sort of stuff. Yeah, and but it was all good. Was, was there a, of, a banjo? Mm, no, the, mm, no, a lot mm. of acoustic guitar. <laughs> like a jug band. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no straw hats. But, <laughs> oh, okay. but they were all really good, you know. They. Um, a lot of covers and stuff, so a lot of the songs they would play, people would know, and they'd get in. The other mm-hmm. the people would get into it, and it was a packed house, and they did a really good job. I actually am doing some some mastering of some of those tracks for them. I recorded all of their sets, and I'm going to do some stuff. So, so I'll play some of their songs um, on the podcast here coming up soon. It's going to be a minute because, you know, twelve hours. Now, what was it? They started at three and ended at one, so ten hours of music recorded that I have to sift through wow. and. Oh and chop up and edit. So yeah, it's it's gonna take a little bit, but um, it'll it'll be coming here pretty soon. So, what uh, do you got anything else to say about Gennaro's? Any, anybody? Here? You know, I could honestly go on and on and on about all the things that I love about Gennaro's. Yeah. Um, but I'm just you know, long story short, check it out if you want. You know, some some cheap drinks. They've got you know the beer on draft. That's super super reasonable. Um, and they also make pretty pretty good decent cocktails. Their Moscow Mule is pretty nice. Um, but yeah, so that's you know it's very reasonable prices, and the bartenders are wonderful, and the waitresses are wonderful, um, and the food just even whether you get pizza, pasta, chicken parm, it's all super good. And they change their their fryer oil frequently, and that's what <laughs> makes it so good. Yesterday I was raving about it. It was just so delicious. <laughs> Um, yeah, and if you want to find them, you can find them at GennarosCafeItaliano.com. They are on 2598 South Broadway in Denver. Um, you can also call and order pizza. You can order for pickup. We don't do delivery, but you can order for pickup. Um, so, yeah, check them out. They're on Facebook. Uh, give them a like and, and, you know, go check out some of the food. And We have a lot of fun. There's music on uh, – there's DJs on Mondays. There's uh, open mic nights on Tuesdays. There's trivia night on Wednesday. There's uh, – 
Tranny Bingo on Thursday. It's drag, drag queen bingo. Tranny Bingo, drag queen bingo. <laughs> what the fuck ever. It's just, whatever. All right. That's a, no, no, no. That's an important distinction. I know. To make. I know. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, people it's need to know. Huge, yeah. People need to know what kind of bingo they're playing. Well, some people <laughs> who are dressed two in drag, different kinds of bingo. Right. Some people who dress in drag are completely straight in orientation. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> I know. I apologize to the community for my <laughs> ignorance. I'm sorry. That could that could offend. It, it is drag queen bingo and it is a lot of fun and then friday and saturday nights we usually have music and uh sundays there's poker so there's always something to do there always good drink special specials um patio summertime's oh, coming up so the patio, the patio is a great time mm-hmm. um yeah check it out generos um we're gonna move on from there so kylie can cannot can feel okay are you hanging in there? Kylie, yeah. Hanging in there, junkie? <laughs> now that I'm like up and I feel a little bit better. Moving around a little bit. Still not. Kylie, if I could make two recommendations, I would say go get yourself some smart water because you need electrolytes and go get yourself some popcorn chicken because you need carbohydrates. You know, I'm actually on my way to get <laughs> some chicken parm probably. <laughs> <laughs> electrolytes it's what it's what plants but yes yeah, so I, I will keep the electrolytes Mondo. in mind <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh i love that they're talking about going and getting food and me and nate are just quoting idiocracy in the background that's all i can think of it's got <laughs> what plants need it's got electrolytes <laughs> um so yeah with that we're gonna move on to the next topic of discussion and uh jesse what have you been up to this week with video games i know you uh you wanted to talk about drawn to death so let's get yes. on that I just okay. There's Wait, a one second. Hang on. Let me let about. me pause really quick. Hang on, Kylie. Are you leaving? Okay. Okay. Are you leaving for the bit? Um, I yeah, I have to. Well, you can't just dip out. Tell everyone bye. Uh, well, I wasn't sure if you wanted. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be insensitive. <laughs> a moment of silence, please. <laughs> no, this is. You know what this is? This is looking into Josh's future. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, oh, oh! One day you wake up <laughs> and she's just gone. She didn't even ghosted. say bye. Just ghosted. <laughs> bye. Oh wow, that's that's harsh. Yeah, that's ghosted. New number. New everything. Jesus. Oh no. That's I mean, sad. if she's not even gonna say bye on the podcast, what makes you think she's gonna let you know when she's dipping out? Well, <laughs> I was kind of, I kind of figured I would d- definitely pop by before I actually left. I was just going to get up right now, but. Oh yeah, I just yeah. figured you were gonna leave the leave the show as for the time being. Then, so yeah. figured you'd want to tell your fans and. Yes, everybody who listens to the podcast for Kylie. <laughs> I appreciate it, and thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Yeah, and thank you for coming on and, and being here and telling us about Janeros and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love doing this, so I had to make a little bit of time, even though... I just woke her up 20 there. minutes ago, so... It, it's true, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been rough, so... Be on my show. When they get a call later that says, how many different ways you guys make chicken parm? Right, I'll take one of each of those. <laughs> yeah. They'll know that that's me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Well, good to chat. Yes, thanks. All right, Jesse. Let's do this. Let's move on to these video games you are dying so hard to talk about. (laughs) So, I guess, okay, my drawn to death thing has uh, multifacets to it. So, let me just start with saying, um, if you haven't played Destiny and you want to get into it, try Destiny 2. It's going to be great. They're, They're... revamping everything gameplay wise everybody's starting on the same page because they're taking all the gear away from those of us who've already been playing the game for three years and we've made our peace with that so 
just if you feel like jumping in or you have friends that have been trying to get you to play it, now is a good time. Um, if you're already playing Destiny, find me on PS4 at JB42088. I've been crushing through the Moments of Triumph <laughs> book, and man, it is fun. They just updated all the old content, brought it up to current levels. My nostalgia is just maxed out right now. I really am having fun in Destiny for the first time in months, honestly, if I'm being totally honest with That's myself. That's cool. So, That's good that like it's, it's able to bring you yeah, back in. That so is awesome. I just, uh, I'm going to friend you when I get home because uh, I've not been playing much Destiny lately, but I loved it and I that was funny. That's one of the things I just had on my list was wanting to make sure we at least brought up Destiny 2. That's going to be exciting. You know, they really they made a good turnaround i think with destiny i don't know what you think about that but i i think it launched in poor shape and they really recovered but they were sort of limited by the engine i fully agree and i think the biggest point that i keep reiterating just in regular conversation with people that i play with is try and remember just how much playstation 3 and xbox 360 held this game back because Division stepped in fairly late in development and were like, we need this to run on the old generation of systems too. So that really hamstrings resources um, and, you know, capabilities of developers when they have to make stuff run on old hardware. That's usually why the sequels are always the best too, because they're always making the first game to be backwards compatible and then the sequel is strictly for the new generation and it's 10 times better. Exactly. And what Nate was talking about was there were a lot of quality of life issues with the game when it shipped. It it just was, it wasn't complete. It just was not finished. Um, Hmm. But they addressed, they addressed, I'm going to say like, 80% 80% of community issues with the with the original release of the game. Like wow. everything was sped up. Everything was streamlined. Um, currencies were kind of simplified. Like everything was made so that you could get to current light level maximum without having to play activities you don't like. Because originally the only way to get to the maximum level was to play raids, which are six man cooperative, really difficult missions. Multi-hour so if you couldn't missions. get... Uh. Yeah, so if you couldn't get five other people online to play with you for three or four hours at a time, you couldn't get to the maximum level, which oh. is, you know, any any um, MMORPG fan will tell you that's totally normal, and that's designed to separate this tier of players from this tier of players. Um, Absolutely. But well, and it's, it's, it was a good game. It's, it, yeah. It's, I still it's, have yet to I mean, play it. I mean, Bungie... <laughs> Bungie had so much goodwill built up from the original Halo series that I think they cashed a lot of that in when they released this game because it was like, okay, you guys, we gave you the benefit of the doubt and there's some stuff here that needs fixed. So you better fix it. And I think they did a really good job of doing that. And the signs, it seems like they've been focusing on this sequel for like basically a year now. And they just left a small team of guys in charge of running old Destiny. So, if you haven't seen it, go check out the new Destiny 2 trailer. Um, Cade Six, who's played by Nathan Fillion of Firefly, Firefly fame, is excellent. Oh yeah, we were and talking about this. So there was a bunch of different yeah, like, cameos. It's a really good this, so. trailer. Yeah, I yeah, still haven't seen it's, that it's either. Great. I, I, <laughs> it's, it was dude. a good enough trailer to sell pre-order copies. <laughs> when I'm seeing people pre-order, and I'm gonna get it. Don't get me wrong, but it's funny to see it pre-ordered when you haven't even seen a single frame of uh, gameplay uh, yet. Right. 
Yeah, I, so, especially man, I considering the backlash that happened in the first game with people who had pre-ordered the season pass, and then the first two DLCs came out, and people were like, "This is what I'm getting for my <laughs> DLCs. Like, <laughs> this is not worth forty dollars. I'm really mad about the season pass." And now all those same people are like, "Oh my god, I'm pre-ordering the collector's edition of Destiny 2. I don't even care." Like, exactly. Yeah. Which is which is a really good testament to, I think, is a good testament to how much it's improved and how truly good Bungie is at making addicting gameplay. People are going, "You know what? If they slap a fresh enough coat of paint on this, I don't even care. I will do it. It's fun." <laughs> And that's what has always held me with Destiny is the gunplay. No other shooter feels quite the same way that it feels. That's what you keep telling me. Remember man. the the way that you felt the first time you played Halo? You were like, "Oh man, this is solid." Like, man. I pull the trigger, everything feels correct. Like, and you know what I it, mean? It's I'm not, so uh, I'm it's so not, different. It's than not you unfair, but it uh, it doesn't feel as twitchy as those call of duty games and that's why i haven't really gotten into shooters much in the last probably 10 years and it's funny because i was just talking about how shooters are just not really a big part of my gaming and then you bring up destiny and i start thinking about just how many hundreds of hours i dumped into that game i had yep. <laughs> installed on my phone that i don't know if you've ever seen that app but oh yeah <laughs> you know where it'll just notify you and like boom he's popped up in the game and here's where he is and here's what he's selling this week and that's like there were weeks of yeah. my life where I was spending the time where he wasn't around just farming as many uh, coins. Is it right? Strange uh, coins. Yeah, yeah coins. exactly. <laughs> farming as many strange coins as I could so that when he did show up, I could purchase whatever weekly weapons he had. And yeah, it's just, yeah, I just really going to be, I'm a good really, game. yeah, I'm very excited. And it sounds like um, in particular, there's been a lot of aid in the story department. Um, Activision, as you know, like I was saying earlier, is heavily involved with Bungie and the creation of the game. They got a big long contract about it. Um, Activision is also part of Blizzard, and Blizzard is well known for their cinematic storytelling. Oh, yeah. So we're really hoping that there's some interdepartmental magic going on here with this game. Um, and Nate, your comment about shooters is actually a really good segue into the Drawn to Death segment. Yeah, tell um, us about that. I never heard of Drawn to Death until probably five or six weeks ago, and it showed up on my Twitter feed in the PlayStation blog, I think it was. Hmm. And it's, I mean, if you, so if you haven't seen anything about it, Drawn to Death is a shooter, a third person shooter that takes place in a high school kid's notebook. So all of those, you know, dangerous like violent sketches you drew in your notebook and on your notebook covers when you were a kid you know like the guy with the crazy guitar and the hot chick and all that different stuff that you would sketch in class on your notebook covers those are all the characters that you play as and those are all the characters that exist in the universe and it's like very um what's the word for it did you ever play bayonetta Oh yeah, I love it's the same. It's, it's, yeah, that's I. That's funny so, you say that because when I saw some of the action from it, that was my thought. Was that looks kind of on par with that? Yeah, I, I just the only Bayonetta was the only game I ever played where somebody had described it as over the top, and I thought that that was an appropriate description because people say that about everything, right? But oh, Bayonetta yeah. is like over the top, like. <laughs> 
That chick is naked. Her hair is a weapon. It's also her clothing. Like she kills people with dragon. high heels. She flies. Like she has swords and guns. Like it's, and it's guns the way a shoes. video game should be. Like, <laughs> it's insane. There's so much going on. Drawn to Death feels that way, but it's like the 15 year old aesthetic, right? So everything is puke and guts and <laughs> brains and swear words and rock and roll and you know so let me let me ask you let me ask you this <laughs> i i did download the game and i went through the tutorial and stuff i only really noticed yeah. like the what like the the multiplayer stuff or like the fights the battles is there like a one player mode or is that the one player mode um there's so there's a, there are player missions or sorry character missions so like and that's like the storyline um i think so but there's not there doesn't seem to be a ton of story or at least i haven't found it yet <laughs> um the game is very like straightforward jump in like here's what's going on have some fights here's your characters you know this is how the guns work except just a little um, more rude about it that fucking trainer's an asshole that right, whole first and I love that. Training. It's hilarious. <laughs> did you did you yell into your controller? No. When he told you to reload? <laughs> oh man. I okay. Did. Oh, I so totally did. <laughs> so I thought you did. I was gonna say there's no way you didn't. So you walk through this wet this section, and the the tutorial goes, okay, just say reload into the microphone on your controller. And against your better judgment, you're like, wait, is there, <laughs> is there a mic in my controller? So you lean, yeah. So you lean forward and you're like, reload. And he's like, we didn't catch that. Try again. And you're like, <laughs> reload, reload. And then the next tooltip pops up, and he's like, I'm just kidding. There's no voice recognition in this game. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, that's awesome. Oh man, dude, thanks. It, like, thanks, game. <laughs> I think you know, like my first instinct, like on that, was like, no, this is fake. But then I was like, but there's a speaker on the PlayStation controller. There's got to be like a mic in there, right? So right, I, yeah. I was like, I mean, you I, mean I was really quiet about it, and I said it the first time, and when he told me to do it again, I was like, okay, no, I know what you're doing here, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I, it, it was, was hilarious. I, it got me. And so, so here's the thing about it: like, this game hasn't gotten great reviews on like IGN and stuff, but I would think most people are past the point where they're trusting IGN and things like that at this point. Like, I would say IGN every... is not a good site to trust. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if every Call of Duty game that comes out gets a 9.9, you know, like, but then games that are like this, which are super original and different, and I might also mention free, yeah, they get shredded. They get shredded. 6.4 or 6.2. I noticed that. like you mentioned that because I don't know if you played... Banjo Kazooie back in the day at all, or if you followed the development oh, yeah. of Galilee at all, but major developers, IGN being one of them, have all released their pre-release, and they've been shitting all over Ukulele. Really? Which oh, is, sure. is interesting because that's it was one of the most successful Kickstarters ever, and it's a lot of buzz that comes out this week. And wow. yeah. against my better judgment against that like 6.7 or 7.0 or 6.4 that it has on uh, metacritic probably still gonna pick it up yeah right so you're right though sometimes they will just uh you have to question their their rating system and who they're being paid by yeah. or like who's giving them donations you they know, don't like maybe like those indie developers that much exactly because they're taking right. their fucking their gamers well and, and their, their people 
Well, and the other thing is like with with free games, you know, like you should have a lot. There should be a ton of leeway. Like, what are you? Ex- are you expecting to sit down and put three hundred hours into a free game? Like, <sighs> are you no. expecting them? Not to even hand a you not even a twenty dollar game. You don't put that much time into right. Like, are you expecting them to hand you an Elder Scrolls level? piece of software for free like is that what people really fully expect from this like because that's ridiculous this game is fun it's easy to pick up it's way different from anything i've played recently and that's the best part about it is is it's originality like Like the fact that you know it's like it's like the same thing with movies they don't that they're having a hard time coming out with original movies instead of like the fucking reboots and the remakes and all that stuff or the sequels or the prequels like they can't find anything original anymore but then when something does come out that's original it just gets fucking shit on by everybody because it's not directed by michael bay or it's not owned by disney so it's like right same thing with these video games like these things are so much fun and it's so cool to see these developers making games that like take you back to when you were a kid playing joe and mac or playing spanky's quest whatever fucking random ass game that you had you know because they were fun and, what and I they like, were games. Like it didn't have to. It didn't have to be the same shit every time. Like I. I sorry. And I what I like to, about. Really appreciate the no, no, you're you're totally good. <laughs> One of the things that I really like about Drawn to Death is that it gets that. It fully understands that a hundred percent because for sure. So it, it's got like it, it understands that it's a game and that it's a ridiculous game. So it makes fun of itself a lot and it makes fun of the industry a lot. Right. Um, for example, my new favorite character. <laughs> her name is ninja and yeah. she is a half shark half stripper anime princess ninja oh my god and that's awesome what? that is just so much fun can you repeat like, that for you, me so... what what is she <laughs> she's half shark half stripper anime princess ninja <laughs> that title of the so, episode right there she t- <laughs> there you go so she when you select this character, like it's got, it's a super fine female body, right? Long legs, fishnet stockings, but her whole head is a great white shark. Oh like, <laughs> what, and, and what when you select the kid is drawing this, like what if his sex ed teacher found that, like we need to get in the counseling. Just, I, <laughs> so Nate, the first, the intro to the game is you sitting in class. Yeah. And then Whenever you decide to look down at your notebook and open it, that's when the game starts. And it's like a real time like, video too. It's like it's it's uh, what do yeah. you call that fucking three sixty video. video? No, like a real video, like real people, live action. <laughs> live action. That's the. It's yeah. got real people. It's got real people. It's got real stuff. <laughs> and it's it, one of them videos on the TV. <laughs> Did it go down to the animation yeah. part? <laughs> and it's all drawn, but they, she got a shark head. So the. So this shark character, when you select her, she speaks entirely in super high-pitched Japanese girl voice, oh right? God. With like the bubbly eyes and shit. Yeah, exactly. So it's so the game is fully aware that some sections of itself are parody, right? right? Like, right. It's very, uh, I mean, fun. I, I hate to keep using the word fun, but this <laughs> game is so fun. Like, it's just great. Like. When you um, when you kill somebody, you can send a picture message to them of you farting on their head, or oh like God. two middle yes. fingers with the words "good game" written on your middle fingers. Like, oh, man. there's so much like just adolescent t- just takes you fun back to in this game. Fart jokes. 
Yeah. That sounds and, awesome. And I can understand where like, you know what, if that's not your bag, that's cool. Like that's totally fine. But this game is free. Go download it. Just play try it, it out. Yeah. And then decide if you don't like it. Right. Don't just, you know, check, trust some review online of some robot drone working for IGN. Who's like, must review poorly, must sell more yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah. No, kids. Don't trust that. Be original. Get be games, yourselves and do your own them. fucking things and get your own fucking names exactly. for your series and then play your own goddamn <laughs> video games and get, make your own opinion. <laughs> You're so bitter. You're so bitter. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking bitter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that I it, that's awesome. I, I did download the game. I played it a little bit. I, like I said, I went through the tutorial. Um, I'm going to play it more. I am officially getting a Nintendo Switch this month. Officially. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to put in as much time on my PlayStation 4 as I can before it gets ruined with dust. And dusty, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> So yeah, I I would definitely recommend picking it up. It's a it's a good game for anybody. Like anybody could play it. Um, Drawn to Death, free on the PlayStation Store for our PlayStation Plus members. Um, the the one game that I wanted to talk about, which I have talked about before, just just because because we're in the goddamn game segment, I just wanted to throw this in here because I've been playing this game since the beta came out, and it's it's a fucking it's an iOS game. It's a it's an iPhone Android game, you know. And it's called Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Oh, big fucking surprise. Josh is playing a Star Wars game on his phone. Yeah, okay, I get it. But it's so much fun. Like, speaking of using the word fun too much, like, it it draws... If you love Star Wars and you love that kind of stuff, like, there's so many characters to play as in this, to unlock, to... that. Like, that's what got me into it. I was like, oh my god, I want Darth Maul. Oh my god, I want Darth Vader. Now I want to make him the strongest fucking character in the game so I can go kick the shit out of these kids. Like, it's it's just a farming game on your phone, but it's super addicting hmm. and i'm basically plugging this game so someone can go download it and level up a little bit and then join me because i'd like to have friends to play with i think would they be joining the rebellion or joining the empire oh it, it, it just my guild you'd be joining my team i was gonna basically. say well, what's your end game pretty here? sure I mean, this is how there's no end game started. do you support the empire no so you would consider yourself a rebel sure all right yeah. well there we go <laughs> I mean, that's important to me. In, that's in that's IRL though. I'm talking well, about I'm, in the I'm, game. I'm like. talking about I'm talking about this <laughs> guild and where it's going and what do we do if they make us choose? Well, that you don't you don't have to choose. Maybe but, you, um, one day you may. Maybe, yeah, probably. Ugh. That day might come. That was uh, I have to know. There was another Star Wars own. game on your phone called like Commander or something where you had to pick Rebels or Empire. That was not fun. I didn't like that one. But this one, although it's a farming game and it, it takes a long time to get to be good or whatever it it is addicting and, and you do have i hear you you can't have fun with it and all i'm asking is for someone that if you play it and you're high up high enough level to like keep up with with me because i'm a pretty high level like you know <laughs> you can uh you can get mon you, you, and you can add me. me my my username is sarlacc killer all one word <laughs> So did you push your <laughs> did you just push your glasses back up onto your nose as you said that? Yeah. I oh think yeah. I heard that I did. over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Excellent. So excellent. With that, please, anybody out there, Galaxy Heroes add me. Um we're gonna take a little break and then we'll come back with some more Star Wars news because I have some pretty cool shit to talk about. Um and then we'll uh we'll get on to Nate's have- Nate's Twitch stuff. Um I wanted to split up the video game segments a little bit. Excellent. Just to 
so we're not Take throwing so much so that everybody does face. Now we'll we'll talk about something a little different. We're gonna come back. This next segment is entirely in Klingon. So karaktash <laughs> Damn it! I don't understand you guys. Ak ak ak. So yeah, we'll be back to talk some Star Wars, and then we'll talk some some Twitch cast. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, what else do we have? To, oh, some Scorpio news. Nate had some Scorpio news for those of you. Uh, that don't know what Scorpio is, it's the new Xbox system coming out, the new Microsoft system there. That's it's rumored the to be code released. name the code for name, it, but yeah. you know what? I kind of almost hope they roll with it because yeah. if you're like, I have a PlayStation 4, and you're like, I have a Scorpio. Like, <laughs> that You can't even do the math on that. Like Right now they're losing because 4 beats 1. But yeah. for like yeah. rock, paper, scissors, Scorpio, like that's just, <laughs> you're messing with the, the formula. So yeah, we will be back very shortly. Uh, This song is uh, Ed Sheeran. I promise it's owned, like it's out, it's released, don't worry. But it's a remix of an Ed Sheeran song that came out of this new album. It's really good. Enjoy. We'll be back. I met her on Grafton Street by the side of the bar. She shared a cigarette with me while her brother played the guitar. She asked me, what does it mean? The Gaelic kink on your arm said it was one of my friend's songs. Do you want to drink on? She took Jamie as a chaser. Jack with the fun. She got Arthur on the table with Johnny riding a shotgun. Chatted some more. One more drink at the bar. Then put Van on the jukebox. Got up to dancing. Now she played a fiddle in an Irish band. But she fell in love with an Englishman. Kissed her on the neck and then I took her by the hand. Said, baby, I just want to dance. I just wanna dance I just wanna dance I just wanna dance I just wanna dance With my pretty little Galway girl
Josh. I'm sitting here with Nate and Jesse. Say hey, hey, hey. Yeah, sweet. At the same time. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just chilling uh, on this nice Sunday afternoon. It's a great spring day out today. Um, Kylie was here earlier. She needed to take care of herself. <laughs> she had a good night last night at Gennaro's. Um, for their anniversary party, eating some food, drinking lots of cheap beer, hitting the poke stop that's there. We did, we did, <laughs> forget, we did forget to say that Gennaro's is a poke stop for people that want to. If you want to go eat, drink beer, and catch some some pocket monsters, hit up Gennaro's. Um, with that, we're gonna move on to my favorite segment of the show, which uh. yeah, here we <laughs> let it out. <laughs> Um, it's Star Wars, Star Wars news. Insert bumper here. Um, I want to start with Tarkin, the book Tarkin. That's, I believe, I believe it's already out. I've I've been reading reviews um, from like the the people to get the the advanced copies of the books, you know, and they get to read them first. Um, and all the reviews about this book have been really good. Which is fantastic because it's about Moff Tarkin. I'm sorry, I got that all fucked up. It's not Tarkin. See, this morning when I was writing the show, <laughs> when I was writing the show really fast this morning, I was high and hungover, and I I meant to say, uh, Thrawn. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna write a book about Grand Moff Tarkin. There already is yeah, a book. Was, Tarkin. Tarkin it's, came it's out. Well, and I was Moff. gonna ask. <laughs> I was gonna say if the good if the reviews for Jesus. the Tarkin book are good. They must not have used that much CGI in the books. Ooh. Boom. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, I'm still going to keep this in. I'm not going to cut this at all. No, you have to. You have to keep this in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the essence of podcast. But to, to recap, I'm actually talking about the Thrawn book that came out this month, uh, written by <laughs> Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn is... Also the author of the original Heir to the Empire trilogy from the early 90s, which introduced the characters Thrawn. So it's it's really cool to see that Disney brought back the OG writer of this character, like the creator of this character, to write a new book for canon. And for those of us who don't know who Thrawn is... We are getting into the book. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's Thrawn by Zahn. I, I was, I was yeah, thinking I know, it, was, right? it was a combination between he, Thrawn and Thor. He's a... He's one of the last grand admirals of the Empire in the in the old in the old '90s uh, series, which is which is now considered Legends. Um, he was he came back after the last Death Star was destroyed. Um, it was like six years after Return of the Jedi. This Thrawn guy shows up, and he's the last grand admiral of the Empire, and he's like the smartest fucking admiral. Like he is. I'm not a big fan of, like, war movies and, like, that sort of shit. Like, the, you know, generals and I don't get into that sort of thing. But this motherfucker is so good at his job that it makes me want to know more about, like, the Empire and how they run their battalions and shit like that. Because this guy has such control over a battlefield that he wins, like, every, so now, every he, time. So so is he, like, a tactician? He is. Like, by he's, trade? Or, okay. He's the... He's the best tactician in the Empire. And I think I think they were saying in pretty much the entire galaxy. Um, he, well, if he survived 
both Death Star explosions, then yeah, he must He wasn't around for those. That's that's the interesting thing about these new books, is according to the Legends Heir to the Empire series, um, the, em- the Emperor sent Thrawn out to the Outer Rim to do research on a species and, like, and to kind of be the protectors of a of an invasion that the Emperor had foreseen. He's like, I've foreseen this invasion that's going to happen soon, and I need someone to keep watch. Oh, and right, right. The best we person talked about to keep this watch. on the last episode. Exactly. Um, and he, so he's out there, and he's watching, but he comes back to, to check in with the Emperor and finds out that he's dead, and the Death Star's gone, and, like... <laughs> so he's like, what the fuck? And, like, takes over and tries to, you know, destroy the Rebels. But, I mean, he also... He resurrects an old Clone Wars general Jedi that... Um, ironically, is is now uh, a Sith. He's he's turned to the dark side. Joris Seaboth is who it is. So so Thrawn has his own personal like Jedi on his side, and this guy convinces Luke to train under him in in this book, you know, in the series, in the old legend series. So Luke trains with this guy and learns a little bit of the dark side that way. Um, so is Thrawn like coming back to the Death Star and finding out that everyone's dead and everything? Is that in? This that's book? pretty much what it is. He well, no, this this is a prequel. This Thrawn, because Thrawn they they brought him back for Rebels. Um, in this last season, he was in it, which was fucking awesome. It it was really cool to see him on the screen, like making these these battle moves and being like, just hold your position, Captain. They will fall into the trap, like. It was so cool how calm he was, and like just to see him in action was amazing. And so this this book is a is a prequel to to Rebels. Basically, it's showing his rise to power. So his when rise is it set in the timeline between which movies? Oh, would it, it would. Mm, let me see. Let me let me find out exactly. Because it's, uh, I believe it's after Clone Wars, and before Rebels. So, uh, Rebels is 12 years after episode three. I'm guessing it's going to be like right after episode three, but I'm, I'm looking it up right now. So I'm trying to find the Wikipedia. <laughs> While you're looking that up, um, I'm going to ask, did you see that there is a Thrawn Lego minifigure coming out? I did. I did. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not the biggest collector of Legos, so it just sparked a new research project for me of finding old Thrawn toys and I found a few on Amazon that are really cool they they had an old Shadows of the Empire line um, back in the day when that game came out for 64 and Thrawn was in that line because they were bringing characters oh, cool. out of the books and stuff and so I've seen a couple of those on Amazon so and uh, couple, are the Legends are the Star Wars Legends series not they're not considered canon anymore right no, but they do pull but, from those stories. They can pull from those stories. They right. did say they're like they're not considered canon, but if if it fits into our story, which this is perfect, it'll, it'll lead into my next segment or my my next news article. But if we can pull from the story and make it fit into our universe, we'll do it. So that's that's cool. how Thrawn came about. You know, they were like, well, we can use him. We might not use him in the aftermath of Return of the Jedi, and he might die before a New Hope or whatever. But okay. we can still bring him in and and use him as as so this, he was intended. So, so this story that's being written right now, the new Thrawn by Zahn, is canon. Yes, complete canon. Okay, and it gotcha. comes out in two days. I will be buying that on Thursday. <laughs> I'm almost done with the aftermath series, so I'm going to need a new Star Wars book. And what perfect timing! 
So Thrawn comes out April 11th. Um, you know what? Any? And it's written by who? Timothy Zahn. So Timothy Zahn writes Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah. They should do a book on yeah, tape by that, narrated by Wyclef John. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have John on Scon on I've lost it already. Oh my this god. Is, uh, <laughs> let us know how Thrawn is on a future uh, future cast here. Thrawn by Zahn by John. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. There you go. Thank you. It practically welcome. writes itself. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully yeah. someone listening knows how to get in touch with uh, with Wyclef. <laughs> Or you know, you know, if not, um, Wyclef, <laughs> just hit us up on Twitter at Twist My Arm Cast or at Just Bailey. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll have our people call your people. Yeah, yeah. Disney's not going to back away from a good idea like this. Uh, our people being me. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, comes out in two days. Check it out. Um, one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe, even though he wasn't ever canon before. Um, Thrawn is just—he's just great. He's, he makes me want to join the Empire. Like. I'm a rebel through and through, yeah, but he makes me wrong. Now I'm questioning your your Star Wars guild because you just said you <laughs> want to join the Empire. Uh, that's fine. I don't know. Question, I can't join question you. away. I, I, that's I'm cool. gonna have to take you on now. I'm gonna form an alternate guild. <laughs> All right. Um, but we were like I was saying that uh, Disney can take out parts of stories and stuff, and so I found this really cool article. Um, it was well, I, I okay. Look, I didn't find it. I wish I I wish I found it. And I wish I was the one that posted it and was like, oh, look at this cool fucking article. But no, it was uh, Jedi News UK on Twitter posted um, an interview 34 years ago between uh, this, this the writer of the magazine and Richard Markhand. Richard Markhand was the director of Return of the Jedi. And so um, in this interview, let's see, it says, I'll just read the whole thing. Um, we're going to call the interview, because I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name we're going to call the interviewee uh bob so bob is asking richard um did uh did you know did george lucas talk to you about where he wants to go in the future of star wars after return of the jedi and he says yes all nine parts he says for me the early days of darth vader and obi-wan kenobi were the most intriguing it didn't matter where the jedi characters were going afterwards but i had to know where they came from um that's in the first trilogy and so Bob says, when you heard the storyline of the entire nine episodes, especially the details of this one, were you surprised? And he was like, I was knocked out. The, this one, speaking of Return of the Jedi, that's what they're talking about, the one he directed. Um, so he says, yeah, I was knocked out. If you follow the direction and project into the final trilogy, you realize you're going to meet the supreme intellect, and you think, how is it possible to create a man who has such profound cunning that he can not only control Darth Vader, but the fate of the entire galaxy itself? And Luke Skywalker. Um, so I find that extremely interesting because that's George Lucas telling the director of Return of the Jedi his plans for the future. And so, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Okay. I think, I think that's the director talking about Emperor Palpatine. You're meeting the supreme intellect, Emperor Palpatine. He's, no, he's he's talking about. He controls Darth Vader and the fate of Luke Skywalker and the galaxy. He's talking about the final trilogy, episode seven, eight, nine that Lucas had planned out. Oh, he's, he does. He's, he says all nine parts. Exactly. He's he's talking about what would have what would have happened in the last trilogy and what Lucas was saying could happen. You know, if he decided to do it, and that there was going to be a supreme intellect that controlled everything. So now my my thing is like when Disney bought 
Lucasfilm and, and Star Wars and all that and they sat down with George Lucas like I know that they had um, interviews and he gave that gave them the ideas of stories that he wanted for episode seven eight and nine so I'm wondering if that supreme intellect you know if that if that is coming directly from George Lucas and I'm wondering how much they actually are using of George Lucas's old stories because he had planned on making things all about Obi-Wan in the last trilogy Really? Because I... Okay, so I'm thinking of a lot of expanded universe stuff when I'm thinking a lot of the Luke Skywalker things that happened after Jedi then. Like getting married and... and pulling down Star Destroyers, Star Destroyers and, and... Just using the Force. I really hope that, we get to see something. That, that was all in the... I have those books right down here, actually. Yeah, we better get to see something on par with that by the end of this new trilogy. I believe from what I've read um, of the, like rumors and stuff um, there's some crazy force powers in this shit like Luke Skywalker is like the most powerful being that's ever existed more powerful than the Bendu and for people that watch Rebels you know what the Bendu is and that motherfucker is a badass um, but yeah he's supposed to have some really cool powers um, and back to this story I I just I'm wondering if George Lucas had Supreme Leader Snow planned out from the beginning if he already knew what he's like, oh yeah, this is what it is. Like in nineteen seventy five or whatever, he's like, I'm gonna start with Luke Skywalker and I'm gonna end it with this fucking Snoke guy that's gonna be in control of everything. Those make you, you know, like I'm, I'm, and how much are they actually taking from him? How much of the the story that he had are they taking from him? Or, you know, or how much of it is actually Disney original? Right. Well, so, I was under the impression that a big part of you know, having somebody else take over the Star Wars property was because George kind of recognized in himself that, you know, okay, maybe I'm not the best person to tell this story anymore. Like, maybe I'm too close to it. You know, he's, he can't look at Star Wars objectively because it's his life's work. Like, right. how could he possibly be like, oh, this isn't, you know, he, there's no way for him to look at this from an outside perspective. I well, think. this this, uh, bring, this I, so, brings up the next question though of like if he's look if if they're using his storyline and he was like listen I'm gonna sell you this but you gotta use a little bit bits of my story like what what would have happened if he did this for the fucking prequels? Could you imagine how awesome the prequels would be if Disney was making them? Well, and I think that's the key is that his ideas were all were never the problem. It was it's, the execution. Execution. Yeah. Yeah. Hence why no, no, no so, one on the set could say no to George. There's people that talked about what the Jar Jar character yeah. saying to him. The guy actually that played the main like me so like it is that guy, the Gungan guy. Oh, right? boss mess. Yeah, right. I forget which voice actor did it, but I heard an interview with him recently talking about how he did pull George aside and say like, "Hey, there's some of these lines that you have the Gungan character saying." Those are going to be really grating on the audience. And, yeah. You know, he basically just told them to shut up. Right. And that's, I, yeah. I mean, that's probably, that's probably stemming from old, like, pent-up aggression towards Carrie Fisher and all the shit that she did to his scripts. Because ah. she would take his scripts and just, like, scratch shit out and write in her own lines and, like, make it really good. Like, most of Empire... All these lines are just about sand, George. What the fuck? I'm going to cross this out. There's something really touching like, about how I feel. She's like, this is fucking terrible. Han, you're going to say this instead. Luke, you're going to say this instead, and I'm going to say this. And there's nothing you can do about it, George, because I'm sexy. So, like... Well, and to be fair, though, I mean, that still fits. Like, George had good ideas. He just couldn't write the dialogue to convey those ideas right. or, so, it's a broad you know. strokes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but they're yeah. great strokes and there's nothing wrong with that 
Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with being a broad, broad strokes guy, but he needs he needed to be able to step back. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised to find out that you're right. Like he probably gave them a here's what my man is or was and, you know, Please do with you, that what you will. Yeah. And they probably had a committee of a thousand writers and directors oh, look yeah, at it sure. and go, okay, let's take this, let's take this, let's take this, let's restructure it this way. And then, you know, it'll be all this. And then we'll put based on characters created by George Lucas and everything will be fine. You know, right. so there will probably be pieces of it in there. Um, do you, uh, I think that's probably how it, it evolved. The, the old trilogy evolved as well, because by the time he was, uh, what, uh, Empire Strikes Back. George wasn't directing, right? He was no, he producing. he got Lawrence Kasdan to direct, so, and then he got Richard right. Mulcahy to direct Return of the Jedi. So, so it seems like he was already aware. Like you need to let directors direct. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's true. I would hope. I would hope that they do that. You know, instead of trying to cram something in because he was like, "I told you to cram this in." Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what he's hated for. Would he's you, hated for cramming too much st- stuff into his old movies and changing what they mean. Would you be opposed to them remaking the prequels? I, I would be. not. But, well, here's you the thing. You would be opposed to it? I would. I wouldn't ahead, be opposed to it. I wouldn't be opposed to it as a casual fan. Okay. Um, just because I'd like, I'd like to see them, like, done well, I guess, or done, you know, at a higher quality of production or more physical quality of production instead of cg yeah um but i don't think it would be a good idea at all because it would it would just dilute all of that stuff even further because it's like why even try that like because they're not going to remake the original movies right i mean you could argue that they're doing that now with force awakens was you know but it's like they're doing they're making um similar emotional tones in the movie it's not a remake if they were to remake any star wars movie that would just dilute all of the profundity of the main saga like it would just kind of make it do you mean right do you mean episode 1a or episode 1b and then every other every other casual star wars fan in the world would go oh fuck that i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna try and figure that out at all no, thank you. Even if like, even if they took the episode numbers away from it and they just named it like different names, like if they were like, we're gonna redo the prequels but in a different fashion, like we're not gonna completely remake them, but we're gonna like turn them into different names and give them the story that they deserved. You know what I mean? Like well, do do like the the behind the points, scenes of the prequels, like a, a like, new like, origin story, kind of, or they could stick two with the same there. origins, but then just kind of like go around. Not necessarily all of what right. Anakin did, but more of what Obi-Wan did or something, and Qui-Gon or some shit, you know? like Two two points there. The first point being, isn't that mostly what Rebels and Clone Wars is? No, because Rebels is expansions the, on those things. They're just expansions okay. on like the, the stories of Clone Wars, and, and they're trying they're, to fill in the in-between of episode three and four. Right. Like, I'm talking, take out all the lovey-dovey shit with Anakin and Padme. Like, obviously establish a relationship, okay. but but tell the other stories of what Anakin and Obi-Wan went through instead of just so the... So the... Second, the second point that I was going to say is there is a very well-respected fan edit of the prequels okay. online okay. that cuts all of the George Lucas-type shit. stuff out of it. 
Like it's, it's just story and it minimizes appearance of non-important characters and it really emphasizes the arc of characters. Like you'll notice that it is actually a well-written story. There's just so much fluff in it that you Mm -hmm. can't see Exactly, you can't and, tell. and that's where there's there there's moments of brilliance in the original sure, trilogy. Sure. I mean, there really is. There are, I mean, obviously the duel of fate scene is is. Oh, you're great. you're talking the prequel trilogy. Yes, okay. I'm sorry, okay. the, the original yeah. prequel trilogy. No, yeah, now yeah, yeah. That, see, there there we go. That's exactly the point now. One yeah. A and one B, right? Yeah. So in episode one A, yeah. and and in all the original prequel trilogy. <laughs> Wow. He's looking at me like I'm an asshole. This is, I, I know, <laughs> like, I damn you for scrambling my brains. Uh, there's, there's good moments. There really are. And and even some of the bad moments, I don't know. They've just become... Like, I, I get, upset, I get upset when they go in and they, they want to take out, like, the stormtrooper walking into the room in A New Hope and hitting his helmet on the door. Oh, like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't take that out. <laughs> that scene is wonderful, and if you don't pay attention for it, you'll never notice it. But as a Star Wars nerd, I oh, laugh yeah. every time. And that humanizes it so much more, because you're like, oh, stormtroopers uh, make more mistakes than just missing people. They fucking run into walls, like, too. Oh, stormtroopers are this accurate. Yeah. But even, I, I'm not a fan of Episode 2 or Episode 3, and even those have some good moments. They do. They There's a lot of bad moments, but I'd like to see this fan edit. Okay, yeah. Jesse, you'll yeah, have, so, se- you have to send me a link to that. I will. I'll post the, twi- the, the link on my Twitter, and I'll put it on the Twist My Arm Facebook, but my so my point there would be I would much rather watch a well-cut version of the prequels than see them ever try to remake an old Star Wars movie from either of the original, <coughs> from either of the other two trilogies. I and I, I would, I would venture to bet that ninety percent of casual Star Wars fans would agree with that. I, I, I mean, they just, yeah, they okay. probably don't want to try and make that distinction. That no. would be actually pretty amazing if they could do a recut of those because I know they're not able to do anything with four, five, and six because Twentieth Century Fox still owns those. But right. they, they do own everything else Star Wars, I think, including the prequels. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not looking for them to to remake it. I just, I just thought it'd be an interesting question. Well, you know, they they so. did start re-releasing those in 3D. I don't know if you know oh, this. Yeah, I do. And they I they, went they, they the released Phantom Menace, and that was the only one that came out. They never even got to those. No, well, they released it, and then Disney bought them, and then they pulled it. Like a week oh, after Disney bought it, they pulled happened. it out of the theaters because they were I like, "This is stupid." Everyone hated Episode One so much. No, they they pulled it because they, you know, didn't they didn't see any point in doing it. Well, and they definitely should have so. started with Episode One if they were going to do that idea. Start with four. Oh yeah, ease them into the fucking. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's not going to be the trench a good run thing. in the trench run in three D might actually be fun to it watch. Could have been kind of cool. Yeah. But sitting around watching people talk about political things and all that shit in episode one in 3D was pointless. Yeah. Um, so just a couple quick other things here. Celebration is fucking four days away. Four days away, Celebration. So that means that... And if you're listening to this podcast and it's Monday, then it's three days away. <laughs> uh, but basically, the rumor mill has it that Friday of this week, we're going to get our first look at... The Last Jedi. We're finally going to get a trailer. Whether that be a teaser or a full-blown trailer, it's going to happen at Celebration this weekend. My God. So, with that, let's all take bets. We're all on the same network. Let's take bets on what day and time it's actually going to get released. Nate, let's start with you. The Celebration is from 
Um, let me. I, I believe it's from Wednesday through Sunday. Thursday through Sunday. Sorry. Thursday through Sunday. So yeah, my guess is gonna be Friday at noon Eastern time. Noon Eastern. So that'd be ten o'clock our time. That's right. Okay. Jesse. Damn, that's probably that's probably a really good guess. Um, what time does the uh, Battlefront Two cinematic trailer drop? Battlefront Two is, I believe, on Saturday. That is when um, EA is doing their Star Wars presentation. Damn you, Nate. <laughs> then it's gotta. It's see now it's hard because it's like, do they want to open strong with the Last Jedi teaser and then be like, oh, and here's a Battlefront thing? <laughs> or do they want to open with a Battlefront thing and then make you stay there until Sunday night and then be like, boom, here's the teaser trailer? So it sounds like that's your guess. Sunday. I'm gonna go with Sunday. Yeah, I'm gonna go Sunday, midday ish or early afternoon because there's nothing happening on Sundays anyways that's true hi Trev Plus, what's your then guess, the next Trev? day at work everybody at work would be like oh my god did you see Star Wars thing? oh my god oh yeah that's a very good point yeah my cat is just on my shoulder she wants to make a prediction what are you doing um, my prediction is Friday I'm gonna guess Friday at uh, 7 o'clock eastern time that's gonna be my thing so Friday night um, Friday night, yeah. Let me see if I can find well, actual uh, event times. So, so what are the stakes here? Like, if I win, Josh has to wear a pair of Vulcan ears to the premiere or something. Like, I could do that. I'd be down are, with that. I would totally be down with that. That's. <laughs> um, and then that seems fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take that same deal. So. <laughs> and then Jesse, you'll have to just. You'll have to fanboy it up. We'll get you a Jedi robe and one of those nice Walmart lightsabers that you can take in. How, how about how about I'll wear my actual Darth Maul t-shirt from middle school? Oh, no, no, no. Regardless of how it fits. Uh-uh. Oh, regardless <laughs> of how it fits. <laughs> Even if it's like Joe belly status? <laughs> I'll take I'm that. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like, you know, 10 pounds of Vulcan in a 5-pound Jedi casing. Awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I'm totally down with that. Alright, so that's the bet. Whenever the trailer drops, I guess, how, how are we going to measure it? Because it could drop at any time. So, like, would you say by the hour? Like, so whoever's closest whoever's to closest. it? Whoever's closest. Okay. If you, and closest if it, without going over. So, we'll price go, is right we'll rules. Price is right rules, yeah. Okay. Um, it works for our forefathers, and damn it, it'll work for us. Yeah. That's right. Indeed. I'm trying to find and see if I can see where the, uh, where the, uh, shit is for like the times for the, the panels and shit right so oh okay more, and but... how about this if it doesn't if it doesn't premiere at celebration nobody wins okay I'm okay with that it's gonna it's premiere at celebration there's no way it's well, not obviously. they've been holding out for too long they have um, to I mean, the movie comes out in what like five months that's yeah. a good point to have not shown a single. I mean, they, they that's faith. That's faith right true. there, though, because like all these other movies that have been that are coming out, like we've seen trailers for Spider-Man since October. We've seen trailers for Justice <laughs> League since for last Trader, August. Right. Like, <laughs> we've seen shit for movies that don't come out till next year. Deadpool doesn't even have a release date yet, and we've already seen a trailer for it. Like, Star Wars is like, nah, we'll 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 get to it when we get to it. Yeah, we'll let you, we'll let you yeah. know when it happens, and when it happens, we'll break the internet. So, Yes, they will. So I have, 
I have good news and bad news, Josh. Uh-oh. The good news is I was right. There are a bunch of really good fan edits of the Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad news is that the best one is done by Topher Grace, <laughs> Eric Foreman from that 70s show. I thought I heard show. that it was a, a celebrity that had done it. Okay. Yeah, he and he's shown it to like people in Hollywood and producers and stuff, and apparently it's legitimately amazing. Like everybody loves it. Huh. You probably won't get to see that one, but I did find a list of links online, so I will yeah. post that. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. I I'm actually Topher and I or T Dogs I call them. <laughs> As I call um, we, we used Topher to, and I. We used to work at Smashburger together. So, you know, um, I'll hit him up. No, that, that's. I had heard that it was some sort of uh, celebrity or someone that had done an, an edit of it, so that's that's awesome. It's just that to you, you don't really consider him a celebrity, so that's why you oh. didn't think to ask him. That's right. That I would have. Right? I mean, if, yeah, exactly. Bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Hit a guy up if you're going to go ahead and re-edit films. What was your guess? Just let people know. Wait, My guess was Friday at uh, noon Eastern. I think that's going to be it. We should have just looked at this list. We've already made the bet. It's already been a podcast bet, so it's going to happen. But we should have looked at this list because there's a panel called Star Wars The Last Jedi on April 14th, which is Friday at 11 a.m. So So there we go. I just figured, I mean, if I was going to do that, I would want to do it, get some massive hype going into the weekend. I told you, yeah, that's why I said don't have the best guess. Don't underestimate, don't underestimate the the Battlefront. All right. Vulcaneers, here I come. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can figure out where my Darth Maul shirt is. So look, be on the lookout for that, everyone. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Their their <laughs> panel is fucking this Friday, 11 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, which means that somewhere between there, between nine o'clock in the morning and you know t- mid or noon, we're gonna get our first goddamn trailer. And you best believe that I'm gonna be blasting that shit all over Facebook. So, <laughs> yeah, there's actually two Last Jedi stages going on. There's one on in the fourth floor and the third floor of whatever building they're in in Orlando at the same time so they must need it's a that, that's that's actually probably like the I don't know if you guys remember uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 but Sons of Liberty yeah the, oh. the 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 demo for that game was Snake going into that infiltrating that fucking tanker and you'd go down to oh, the yeah, bottom yeah. level and there was like the first group of uh, marines sitting there watching the TV and then you go into the next yeah. room and it's like the second group of marines and there's the actual stage I'm pretty sure that's how that's set up. Is like one, one auditorium just gets a TV because they're the poor people, mm. and then the other auditorium gets like the live, gotcha. brought, you know, the live. Yeah. Oh, that's, I was that's like, that's amazing. a really strange way to describe how they're setting up this convention. Like, what are you talking? I'm oh, sorry. Man. I just, I you know, <laughs> smoke breaks usually get me on rants. So. No, yeah, you're good. No um, I'm there. I have one more thing. One more thing, um, as far as Star Wars goes, and then we'll take our last break, because I'm dying for a cigarette, <laughs> and then we'll get into our last stuff with uh, with Nate's Twitch thing, Batman, all that stuff. So, my last thing for Star Wars is they have confirmed that Princess Leia is going to make an appearance in Episode Nine. They're going to use old footage, I guess, old recorded footage from Episode Eight, and splice it in Episode Nine put her in there they've gotten recorded footage from episode eight eight yes okay. so it's not yeah okay um but the family carrie fisher's family has like 
given Disney their blessing to to allow them to put Carrie Fisher in the movie. Um, um, however, they did not give the blessing for them to recreate to, her with CGI. Exactly. Right, and I'm glad exactly. about that. I heard that. And so that's, yeah, that's the comforting part. <laughs> right. And so basically that tells me two things. One, Leia's not going to die in episode eight. Two, right. she's going to die in episode nine. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. I mean, the thing And I'm, I'm going to guess it's going to be at the beginning. Think about, uh, I, I don't know, I could see them not wanting to kill her off. But think about that from Carrie Fisher's perspective. I mean, she wouldn't, I don't believe, I don't know her, but just thinking about I don't think she would want to be made into a CG puppet, but I also don't think she would want to kind of harm... Star Wars, if you sure. will, really kind of it's actually the trilogy it's funny whatever, you say that because you know? with Rogue One, um, they did CGI Leia at the end, mm. and um, when she watched that, when they like when Kathleen Kennedy showed it, this is in the Rogue One special features actually. Oh, okay. I just got the DVD. It's a fucking great set if you get it from Target. There's five discs in there, bunch of special features, all sorts of shit. But there's an interview with Kathleen Kennedy where she's talking about Carrie Fisher, and when she first watched the movie. And she was like, where did you find those scenes of me? I don't remember filming those. Wow. Like, she had no idea that it wasn't her. And then she, well, was, and then she was like, oh, that's super cool. Like, that's... not to remember that. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and, yeah. But, but that's super cool because after, afterwards she was like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's super cool that you guys can do that. I'm, I'm stoked that you, you can do that now. And so it seemed to me that Carrie Fisher herself might have given her, given Lucasfilm a little bit of a blessing to kind of do it but then again it wasn't like Carrie Fisher was on her deathbed like you can recreate me right it's fine right yeah so well and I, I agree with Nate um, that they may not want to kill her character off now um, like what a, what a nice you know homage for them to leave her as the last original trilogy character alive and maybe just kill Luke instead since they're all about killing oh her no anyway. fuck you Luke better not die no 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 no, no. <laughs> I would much rather have Princess Leia go out because then we can have more stories with if Mark Hamill. If tried to die, like all the midichlorians in his blood would totally like... Bro, you don't even know. You, you, can't, you can't kill that guy because you know he would totally just like... He would like burst into flames and then just... He, he would kill you. So. What if it was what if it was Luke Skywalker versus an entire battalion of Klingons who had support of a cloaked bird of prey? Now you know what? Let's not go down this road. No, this because be Luke would just call him the Borg and it'd be all over. So. In and of itself. Yeah. Luke would just call Skywalker him the Borg versus the Klingon fleet next week. Yeah. Tune in. Right. Yeah. It'll involve it'll, it'll involve the Borg. It'll involve Patrick Stewart in some fashion. Patrick I'm like Stewart is a Borg. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool. I mean, it is cool that she's gonna be in the next movies, and that we know that she's got a she's got a very predominant part in Episode Eight, and so she's gonna have a lot of screen time, which is gonna be great to see. Considering you know, yeah. I grew up, you know, with my right hand being named Leia, and mm-hmm. fucking watching Return of the Jedi, the <laughs> oh, beginning gosh. of that, over and over and over oh, yeah, again, definitely. and like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. She, you know, she was probably my first crush, and so it's very sad, like super heartbreaking um, this last year. And it, it'll be really nice to see her in in, in the last two, oh, and, yeah. and to that see her cool. kind of fulfill her destiny as a Jedi. And she's probably it'll be, gonna. It'll end be up very, being, very comforting to know that it will be footage and not recreated. Yeah, that too. Um, totally agree. Indeed. 
And would also like to point out, if you'd like to see um, photos of the original Princess Leia golden bikini, we have them over on the Twist My Arm Facebook page. We do. We Star do. Wars Power of the Costume. The uh, the episode that we had that goes like with that uh, photo album is currently getting reworked. In limbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But the gallery so is there. And it's you can there. Go check it out. Yeah, and there's some really cool pictures in there. Not only do you get to see Princess Leia's bikini, but you get to see Boba Fett's armor and C-3PO's helmets and, and R2-D2. Like, you get to see, uh, God, I forget R2-D2's name, like, the, the actor. Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker, yes. You get to see, like, how he fit into R2-D2 and where he put his feet in the legs. And, like, it's I'm guessing super he fit cool. snugly. Well, yeah, he fit pretty well. <laughs> it was good. But it, it was just, it was very interesting, very, very cool. So check out that on our Facebook page for sure. Um... You guys have anything for Star Wars? <laughs> Told you this is my favorite part of the episode. Um, other than that, I think I'll just say live long and prosper. <laughs> I can't All right. even. All right. I can't even either. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back to finish this out. And, uh, okay. The show, the podcast, the TMA thing, the whatever this is. Talking. The show. The round table of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're here. We just finished up our Star Wars segment. Um, and we're going to move on to another video game thing. We've been uh, doing some more Twitch casts and stuff lately. Um, trying to get a little more involved in that. Jesse's been doing a lot of... Like, when, when games come out or, like, the betas come out, he'll he'll go post some videos or do some reviews and stuff, which is awesome. Nate's been keeping up with the Switch and doing that sort of thing. Um, when I get my Switch, I will be doing some more fucking Twitch casts. But, Nate, why don't you tell us about what you've been doing, what you're going to do, some of that stuff? Absolutely. So, real quick on the Switch so that I don't leave it out because great system and, my God, good thing it I, launched Actually, Zelda. yeah, a month good thing later. I launched with Zelda because a month later it's been just crickets chirping in terms yeah. of other games. Uh, would you still recommend it a month later? I would recommend it right now for anyone that wants to play Zelda. Otherwise, if you don't want to play Zelda, I'd recommend you wait until, you know, I mean, if you find one right now, buy five of them and sell the other four and <laughs> go buy a car. But uh, Mario Kart 8 comes out April 28th, and that's really the, the big thing. I'm super excited. That is the first big multiplayer game coming out for the system and mm -hmm. you can connect eight of these things wirelessly uh, in local play. Wow. And so you can have eight people playing each with their own tablet all in the same And their room. own screen. It's not all split it, up or anything. It's amazing. Nice. It looks amazing. So nice. really excited for that. But yeah, in terms of uh, Twitch casting, it's funny that you mention it. Uh, 
Persona 5, which I don't know if either of you guys have played any of the Persona games. More of a Japanese game. It's a JRPG. Mm. Persona 5 just came out this week, and it actually will not allow you on the PS4 to record uh, any of the gameplay. Really? And you, it'll be banned from YouTube. You'll get a strike against your channel. The developer's really adamant, please don't share our game. Wow. Because there's such a heavy focus on the story. Oh. And the story is really cool. You play through the first couple hours. There's just stuff going on at this high school, kind of uh, asshole teachers running the place who think that they're sort of in charge. It's really a very interesting story where you can actually go inside somebody's mind and attack their perception of their reality and cause them to realize their mistakes and change their sort of actions in the real world based on Whoa. what you do inside their minds using this app on your cell phone. What? Very crazy, trippy game. I wish I could kind of stream that, but again, they've asked right, people right. not to. That's like a that's like a Geist mashup. Yeah, it's, it's like really, really cool. It huh. is. So, uh, but in terms of stuff that's coming up, so they recently did a remake of Day of the Tentacle, uh, which if nobody's played that on the PS4, oh, uh, Maniac Mansion's Day of the Tentacle, it's probably about 10 bucks it's a really fun point and click game okay and the remake of full throttle comes out actually this week which is an amazing point and click game okay so there's an hd remaster of that coming out i'll definitely be streaming that as well as uh ukulele like i said that may end up being terrible but i'm excited Wait, what's ukulele that. ukulele is uh for the makers of banjo kazooie so it's a lot of the x rareware okay uh, yeah, developers. yeah. Uh, a lot of people i know, I know we just talked about it but I yeah yeah no okay. problem Exactly. So that's uh, <clears throat> that that's, game was really big on Kickstarter. It's getting panned by critics before it's released. But is it kind of the same style of Bandits exactly, and Conquers it's, it's and a, stuff? It's like, an absolutely, deliberately, outright saying we're trying to bring back 3D platforming from the N64. Ah, uh, that's awesome. So a lot of the complaints about it, people are saying, well, you're complaining about the game that they were trying to make. Huh. So, uh, but in terms of other content. Uh, Definitely, uh, as I was saying to you, going to be looking at some more of the backwards compatible games on the Xbox One, uh, backwards compatible 360 games that are either currently backwards compatible or that people are asking for, uh, including one that I hope they add very soon, Max Payne 3, which yeah. absolutely blew me away. I don't know if you've ever played that game, Jesse, but that really, I don't know why people didn't yeah. talk about that game more. Yeah, I've, I've never played Max Payne, but, I mean, I'm sure Jesse has, so... <laughs> I think it was similar, like, it's the same thing, like, we're talking about with um, Drawn to Death and Ukulele, like, when something new is presented, people are, their first reaction is to be like, I don't like this, I don't, it's not, it's too different, like... Exactly. It, it's just, <laughs> but I think it, it's one of those things, like, that I would watch streams of. Like, oh, definitely yeah. let me know when that gets up because I would bet. watch that game again. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes out of its way to be kind of edited, almost like a 1970s uh, action film. You know, like a oh, B movie. Yeah. Okay. And so there's a lot of camera issues and lighting issues and just strange edits that come out of nowhere. But it's really, it keeps the pulse and the kind of, it's almost like being inside of an old Michael Mann movie. So, oh, yeah. Really, really cool. It's a great way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then, so, something here that I also, I was showing this to Josh earlier, and I'll put the link to it on our Facebook page. I'll share that on there later. Uh, after they added Redstone in Minecraft, people figured out how to, uh, you can input uh, programming code into those and actually make little programs. 
people were impressed somebody built a 16 megahertz processor after it had been out for a couple of months <laughs> and uh since then someone even went on a couple of years ago to make pac-man playable and oh wow now someone has built a completely re-engineered completely working copy of pokemon red that is playable <laughs> entirely just using pokemon assets it looks exactly like the game boy version and I'll post wow. this on was, so you can see the video of it. I mean, Josh, what did you think you saw the, the Dude, box put together to build the computer? It's fucking incredible. Like, And I'm not a Minecraft person at all. I have never even... I've seen little random bits in video. My little brother plays it a lot, but like, I've never touched it or anything. And just to see the amount of shit that that guy... What did he say? He said he had to lay over 300,000 blocks of code? Yeah, over 300,000 blocks each with their own line of code. And they're all arranged in specific orders. It's fucking insane. And like he goes into like where all these uh, codes are. And it's just like... It's like you're in the Matrix, basically, and you're but but the blocky Matrix, like <laughs> an eight bit. Like, yeah, you're like yeah. looking at all these different <laughs> mountains of shit, and he's like the a dot Matrix. Yeah, he's like he's like well, this mountain here controls this thing, and this mountain here controls this, and this little line of code with all these different orange and green colored things controls this. It's mm -hmm. amazing. What do you what do you say? How many months? Twenty two. Twenty two months of working on that. And, Good uh, lord. You know, it really is something where you feel like you're inside a computer program looking at this. It's a visual representation of all those lines of code that are written for yeah. real programs. And it makes you appreciate it because think about just how simple Pokemon Red is compared to oh my God. any of the other games that we've talked about today. Right. Pokemon Red is as simple as the menu on that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. True. And that was football fields and stadiums and stadiums of code. It was nuts. Yeah. This cat is nuts. What do you mean? So anyways, we'll post Sorry. a link to that and uh, definitely be on the lookout for some ukulele and some full throttle. And uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of that coming up and you know, some uh, some compatible I'm, games as well. I'll be getting, like I said, I'll be getting my Switch this month and I'm going to be getting Mario Kart too. Because, I mean, now I there's two games to get. Like, I wanted to get 1-2 Switch, but I'm like, ah, fuck that, I'll get Mario Kart. Yeah, anytime you want to borrow 1-2 Switch. Word. Um, free. But we'll have to do some uh, some Twitch casts of that too, we'll, like Mario well, and Nintendo. Of people. Yeah. Nintendo has like some sort of program you have to be a part of to be able to stream or something, don't they? Like, or is that just on YouTube? Or I does think that they, have to they, do they, Twitch it's as well? just on YouTube. I I do believe that it's certain games. It may be their own first party games that they won't allow you to stream on Twitch in the sense that you can stream them, but you can't tag the game. Uh, without being in their oh, okay. program, so it means that you know, unless our fans are looking for us, Joe Schmo off the street is not going to find us. It won't uh, pop up. Yeah. Right. Huh. Well, so, uh, Japanese developers look at streaming and media sharing for their games a lot more, just from a very different angle than Western developers. Yeah. They don't um, see right. that as a positive. They see it as people profiting off of their work. Sure, that makes sense. That's I mean, fair. it's it's like assholes in podcasts that use somebody's music in their breaks you know yeah like, they're like here this hasn't even been released but we're gonna use it to introduce our show strike <laughs> um yeah no, I, i'm super excited to get into that more though i i've been wanting to you know do some like live streams of playstation and stuff but like i don't play enough to do that and i don't i don't know i guess i the only thing the only game i'd really want to do it for is maybe final fantasy Sure. And everyone's already I was going to say shit, what you so. should, what you should do is just play, find a game that you like, and 
stream that game. Don't stream, you know, whatever is popular or anything. Just stream right. whatever you like to play. Um, if you start playing Destiny, we can stream that. There's already a clan, and there's people in the clan that well, you know. Well, I'm going to um, hold out for Destiny 2 <laughs> is what I'm going to do because well, there you go. I want to start at go. the very totally beginning cool. with everybody else. So well, that's all, all fucking... we'll all have to start over. Yeah, so and that's kind of... I'm, I'm going to hold out now. I will cry a little bit for all my exotic weapons that we lost in time. Like <laughs> but then you'll, yeah. you'll probably cry all the a little bit for all the new ones you get, too. So. It's, it's honestly not that <laughs> I don't different know. than when an expansion would come out in World of Warcraft and all your gear would instantly be worthless. So. Oh, yeah. Sure. But you Another could game still your <laughs> gear in Destiny. It was like, yeah, it's worthless, but it's still there. Yeah. I can go get it and use it in PvP because PvP is all flat balanced. But yeah, I agree. It's going to be tough, but I think it's a necessary step for them Absolutely. to take. New engine. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited to play it. With, with how much you guys rave about that game, I'm excited to find a new shooter <laughs> that is not Call of Duty that I can play with my friends again. You know, I and I remember getting into you know our friend's apartment with fucking four different PlayStations hooked up, and all six of us sitting there, you know, playing in a in a lobby of Call of Duty and just wasting kids. Like that shit is so yeah. much fun to me, and it's. I, I like to play video games a lot more with friends, unless it's like a Zelda or something like that. But I just haven't. So I haven't ever gotten Destiny for some whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take this opportunity one more time. Say later today we should stream Drawn to Death. You should play Drawn to Death. It's fun. I'll be playing it either way. So yeah, I may as well just throw it out. I, I do have <laughs> I have some things to do. I have to I have band practice, and that's right, band practice. What the band's back together. And then I have to drive to Loveland, so I gotta hurry up and drive to Loveland and back. One of those things it. sounds way more exciting than the other. Ugh. Yeah. Agreed. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to get more into the the live streaming and stuff. I I want to just get more into everything. You know, I, I want to. You guys have all joined up and helped me out so much, and now I'm just kind of like, I need to get more involved because <laughs> I gotta have so. good ideas. God. I just, uh, I, I've been a little lazy with the podcasting, you know, and the, the advertising and shit, so I need to get get more into it. I got a, I got myself a date book, so I can write myself notes on each day, and every time I wake up and I get my coffee, I'm like, mm, what's today? What am I going to do today? What's my plan? You know, so. A day planner? Yes, I got one of those. And it's, it's a handwritten one. I know I have an iPhone, and you can use a day planner on your phone, but it's just not the same. You can't get a paper cut with an iPhone. No, and it doesn't. You will not forget shit exactly. after you get a paper cut. Like, Fuck, I remember God, I have to go to the dentist today. God. I was supposed to get band-aids. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm definitely get, I'm working on getting more more into the, the live streaming of video games and stuff like that with you guys because it's, it's got to happen. So, um, yeah, everybody's doing it, man. Everyone's doing it. Jeez. <laughs> so, TMA Games on Twitch. Yeah. The Real Jesse Bailey on Twitch. There you go. Excelente. Yeah. And I, I think I have one on Twitch too. I think it's, uh, I think it's Blam Blam. Thank you, actually. Blam, blam, thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up on my phone right now. On my fancy phone that I can't so get a fucking day planner while you're for. you're looking that up, uh, just real quick on the topic <laughs> of the Xbox Scorpio. Which I actually, that, that was the next thing. I'm sorry, I, I meant to move so, on to that. No, no problem. Let's talk so, about But the on Scorpio. the topic of, real quick, because it's not going to say that in the specs, you can stream directly from that console at 4K in 60 frames per second. Is wow. what they're saying. Cool. I think they're probably gonna back off that claim just because that's a lot of processing power just to stream that. Yeah. And I don't know who's ready for you to stream that. I don't even know if Twitch will let you broadcast in 4K. But uh, Jesse, I, I know you're not a huge Xbox 
person. <clears throat> Did you see anything on the specs for the Switch? Or I'm Scorpio. sorry, for the Scorpio. Um, I, <laughs> so I've been seeing uh, a lot of a lot of grandstanding. Uh, like this is going to be the deciding factor. This will end the current generation of the console war. Xbox is going to win, and you know that'll be it. Which I'm, I'm honestly fine with. Um, really, at at this point, I think the best reason for anybody to pick any console is because their friends are on that console. Um, gaming is getting to a point where quality is going to be high no matter where you do it. Um, Nintendo games that are coming out are getting higher scores than uh, any game historically have gotten. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is a PlayStation exclusive and it's doing amazingly well and it's you know heaps of praise. Uh, Xbox is doing wonders with their backwards compatibility um, from what I have heard. It is I know nice. that that's a that's a big failing of PlayStation. Wait, right they're now, doing so backwards compatible streaming for, service and, for you know, all of them. Their their goal is to eventually have every Xbox 360, and potentially they said after that they may even look at the original. Wow. So right now, and that's what I'd like to look at some on on streaming with the backwards compatible segments. Sure. Right now, there's over 150, if I'm correct. There, backwards compatible. They add two or three new ones every week. If you already own the game, awesome. If not, then you can buy it. Wow. But uh, yeah, so and I agree with you. I could not agree with you more. And actually, before we even look at the specs on that, Square did come out and say, as cool as this is, we're actually more excited to work on the Switch uh, than we are excited by the Scorpio. Because it's so new it's, and it's original and it's, it's inventive. You hear that, kids? It's, it's original. It's, it's easier <laughs> to design for in a lot of ways. So yeah. just to kind of run through, so the the processor on it is 33% faster than the PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, it's an 8-core, 2.3 gigahertz custom processor. The GPU is 7.5 times more powerful than the Xbox One, Jesus. which is insane. Uh, it's got 50% more RAM than the Xbox One, but it's DDR5 instead of DDR3. DDR, like Dance Dance Revolution? That's exactly right. The craziest yeah. and most... Is there like a gerbil in the Xbox just dancing right. on, the, on the system to power it? <laughs> the biggest it's thing amazing really, that you just intuited exactly how that works. <laughs> just from what it was. Exactly. And really, finally, honestly, the easiest way to really just see the discrepancy is that the Xbox One has a 68 gigabyte of memory bandwidth, and this has 326 gigabytes. Jesus and yeah, so from wow, trusted reviews, five times the processing power. From trustedreviews.com, they say, in other words, this is a PC in a console's clothing. It really is, so. and it's expected to be pricey. It's expected to be aimed of at course. those high-end gamers, of course. But it is, you know, to a degree, kind of the ultimate Xbox, as I suppose what they're thinking of it as. That's what they're gonna call it too. That's probably what Xbox, they call it. Xbox Ultimate. Ultimate Blah. comes with every Call of Duty ever made. <laughs> yeah. $599 plus tax. Yeah, I, I really believe if they come in over four ninety nine ninety nine, they're going to get laughed out of the room. The the prediction from the same website, trustedreviews.com, is between 500 and 600 pounds. I don't know what... Or, sorry, euros. That, I think that's euros. euros. Then, I think uh, that's like $22. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's got to I mean, be pounds. After, after Brexit, I don't think... I think euros is like um, toilet paper. So There's no way to know. What is that? that transfers <laughs> over to, I think... I think that's the same as... Here, I think it's about maybe a little less here, well, maybe four fifty to five fifty or something like that. Yeah, but exactly. 
Well, and so the I guess my question would be, um, or, or I guess it's not even a question; it's just more of a point. I believe hasn't Xbox um, processing architecture always been easier to to code for and write for and develop absolutely, for? Absolutely, absolutely. So the Xbox, I mean, just quick little because I, I think I'm a pretty big fan of it in general. <laughs> So as he's wearing a Nintendo sixty four T shirt, an N sixty four T shirt. I love video games. Just wait. <laughs> I have a PlayStation shirt on right now. Just that's, so you know, I'm that's not awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good. All right, I feel about that. So the Xbox originally was called the Direct Xbox internally because it just ran Direct X. And when right. they were going to release it, the internal guys had started calling it the Xbox. They wanted to go with that. Marketing said no, and Xbox won out in a marketing. Mm-hmm. So it's always been basically a PC. The original Xbox was easy to code for. The 360, that's the biggest reason that it's it's one out, is because it's easy to code for. The problem with the Xbox One so far is that so much of the processing power had been devoted towards the UI and uh-huh. towards Connect mm-hmm. and things like that, that they're really looking at Scorpio as a bit of a reset with that. So it's they, kind of like the Wii U, basically. I mean, think about it. When this thing <laughs> launched, it included the the connect with it that's how much microsoft was confident right. on the fact that you were going to want the connect this time around and and that was going to be the thing that stuck and it it sucked it completely yeah. sucked it's <laughs> just an opportunity to yell at your tv and say xbox stop listening <laughs> so yeah, i didn't understand you it's it's un- it's yeah so they have some ground to make up and we'll see. I think it's better for gamers in general that there's at least three, if not four, dominant players really fighting for yeah, that console you know, space. On the topic of those consoles, there's a really, really good documentary on Netflix called Video Games. And it goes through the making of pretty much the very first video game when they made it in a fucking lab. And it was, you know, dots and then showing how the Xbox came to be and stuff. Just you telling me about really? the, the directors. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Really? Okay. It's called video games and it's it, it's later. really cool. It shows you like the rise and fall of them and then how Xbox came to be, how PlayStation and Nintendo split and how that all came. It's it's, oh, it's that, a really that cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's uh, this, so, that's another interesting story in and of itself. Is that yeah. between Sony yeah. and Nintendo and yeah. trying to fuck over Sony? And on that same note. I'm interested that you noted that Squaresoft specifically noted they were interested in the Switch because that would mark quite the return to Nintendo for mm-hmm. Squaresoft after mm-hmm. being on PlayStation for so many years. Mm-hmm. That exactly. would be well, that would be cool. Developing these high-end assets, I mean, games are getting to where they're costing so much money to develop that I think developers are a little bit excited about a console that won't be that hard to squeeze every bit of power out of it because it's not built to be this 4K gaming ultra machine where people are going to criticize that the hair follicles don't look right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I may, you know, I'm, I've never owned an Xbox in my life. I've, I don't ever play Xbox. I hate Call of Duty now because of the fact that it's like Halo and I fucking hate Halo. But <laughs> if, you know, if, if this is going to end up being a sweet system, you know, if, if, PlayStation can't up the ante a little bit, then I might have to, might have to make the switch. Yeah, you know, I think well, it's. Oh, go ahead. But I am getting a switch, so that's going to trump everything, anyways. So it doesn't really <laughs> fucking matter. <laughs> well, the two thing, the two things. Uh, one, I was going to say, um, if you do plan to play Destiny, you may want to look into staying on PlayStation. Is it? That's is that where exclusive? all the exclusives are? It's it's not yeah. an exclusive game, but um, PlayStation Four has had like 
year-long exclusivity periods mm -hmm. on certain content and gear mm -hmm. and it looks like they're going to be extended through the life of the end of destiny one so by the time xbox gets some of the stuff from destiny one destiny two will be out mm -hmm. so yeah i um, i was honestly just saying i might pick it up just to appease the fans a little bit and make nate feel better but i'm well, not gonna get a new xbox <laughs> <laughs> so and beyond that beyond That's that um, destiny <laughs> 2 is destiny 2 is also supposedly coming out on pc so i know you're sure. not a pc gamer no. but just so people are aware that will be an option that's cool um the biggest thing that i love yeah. about my xbox one is the biggest thing that i love about my playstation 3 which said it plays the games from the previous generation oh yeah my playstation 3 so, and not a huge fan of the playstation 3 but that it plays ps2 and ps1 games in hd love sure, it sure. the xbox one yeah there's not that many good games but the fact that i can play a lot of those xbox 360 games with a lot less load time and slightly better frame rates. It's sure. it's pretty nice. I think at this point so I'm just I'm just so invested. It's like iPhones, you know. I can't switch to an Android because there's so much shit in my iPhone. Like PlayStation, there's so many things saved, and I've bought so much stuff on my account name. Like <laughs> like I battled PlayStation to keep my account name because somebody hacked it and like stole some money from yeah. me. And like I was like I don't want to lose all the fucking shit I've spent with yeah. you guys. Like. Please. It's so. been years. You can't just break up. Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's a long relationship. <laughs> so my my only other question, Nate, is um, the Games with Gold program, I think, is similar to PlayStation Plus, right? Like, you get free games every month. You do. Are they all right? Are they so good? So it's, it's, it's better in, in a sense because here's the thing. You get, if I'm still correct, you get PS3 games and you get PS Vita games and you get PS4 games. Nobody has a Vita. Very few people still have their PS3 hooked up. I do. And uh, <laughs> the PS4 games lately have been a little bit lackluster. Drawn to Death was pretty uh, good. Drawn to Death was good, <laughs> right, exactly. And, and Rocket League last year was the best well, game that I got last year. You but, know, I can't complain about Little Big Planet 3. They sure, just gave that away. Sure. That was pretty and, cool. And I, on Xbox, and Journey. you get, uh, and Journey. You get a, a, an Xbox One game and an Xbox 360 backwards compatible title on the 1st and the 15th of every month. Okay. So essentially, oh, cool. since they all play on the Xbox One, you feel like you're getting four games a month. Three of them tend well, to be decent. You know, every once in a while, one of them's great, and usually one of them is just something that you won't be interested in. Right. So, and the only reason I ask is because we don't have an Xbox, so we've been talking about the free PlayStation games, and I know that there are free Xbox games. I just don't know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you I play? Mean, do you go through? I, I have <laughs> all of them. I haven't really. That's the nice thing too that I like about it. It's the same thing with with. You uh, can just download and play it later, and you don't even have to download them now. Right. That's you know, on, that's, and that's a great change that Sony too. made in response to the way that it worked on Xbox. But let's just see. Put it in so the library and download it whenever. Recent, yep. uh, recent Xbox Live games for gold. They had uh, Burnout was pretty darn quality. Burnout Paradise. Uh, Mafia Three is coming up, or Mafia Two oh, nice. rather. I'm sorry, is coming up soon. Uh, uh, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition was awesome. Uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon which if I didn't actually wow. end up playing through that yet because I played through that on my PS3 but that game's pretty uh, pretty hilarious so yeah. did you ever play that Josh? I, uh, Far Cry? Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon I only played Far Cry 4 so Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon is not like any of the Far Cry it uses the same engine okay. but it's basically set inside of almost like a video game 1980s action movie 
where everything is all just <laughs> 80s Vice City it's looking like, and you're just blowing shit like the tutorial okay. for it is so just backhanded of like walk forward and like oh my god you know how to walk like, <laughs> it's uh it's pretty funny the uh, Borderlands 2 oh. I mean it's, it's been there's been some pretty darn good titles not gonna game. lie but uh, other than the backwards compatibility, it's just been it's been a pretty disappointing system so far. I can understand why they're falling behind. And as I was reading the other day, a lot of analysts think that the Scorpio does need to kind of jumpstart the Xbox brand. Sure. Otherwise, they're going to just continue to fall behind. Gamers are getting tired of Call of Duty. They're getting tired of Halo. They're getting tired of Gears of War. Although I think the most recent Gears of War was really good. So, I don't know. There's just... There's so many good games on PlayStation. There yeah. really are. I mean, Neo looks awesome. Persona Five is a PlayStation yeah. exclusive. Horizon Zero Dawn is exclusive. That Rio game? What is that? The, uh, the Neo. Neo, the Ninja yeah. Gaiden Neo. game. Yeah. The one that's oh my god! Yeah. I I want to play that one so um, bad. Yeah. Have you guys seen anything on Near Automatica? Oh, that also looks it, awesome. Yeah, seen a couple things. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so and those are all exclusives. I mean, Sony's really in The Last of Us Two. Uh, it's going to be a Sony exclusive. Mm, oh man, yeah. It's do you just, think? Do you think Xbox will ever get bought out by Nintendo or Sony? Like, or do you think Xbox will just no. quit making Xboxes? No. I, I think the Xbox brand is still profitable. Is the thing though? It's not. They're mm. not losing money. I agree. It's if, not they, if the Scorpio, if the Scorpio flops, do you think it'll start? I still don't see them. I, I think they see it more as we want to get in here. That's what got them excited in the first place was the idea that Sony was taking over the living room with an entertainment device. So sure. Microsoft has never right. looked at any of their Xboxes as... I mean, the Xbox was a way to get a DVD player in there. And the Xbox yeah. 360 was a way to get HDDs in there. It didn't work. Well, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> and the Xbox One S, surprisingly, is... a. 4K Blu-ray player was a PlayStation Pro isn't so. That's true. Well, and, um, and Microsoft, Microsoft is two things. It's huge, and they're not stupid. Um, right. They, you can run PlayStation Four games on your Windows Ten PC. Yeah. So, they, like that's an advertised feature. So yes. they don't, they don't. I doubt they care really. They're like, as long as you spend money into Microsoft somewhere, we don't care what games you play. Sure. Like we're fine you know like you can use our box to play your playstation even we don't care like just do whatever you want <laughs> so i my my point is i doubt xbox will ever actually leave the arena even if the brand were to not be profitable and i agree with nate it probably still is hmm. but even if it weren't microsoft and, and i believe in the past microsoft has willingly taken a monetary hit just to stay in the market oh they absolutely um, yeah. have on numerous occasions and, and i think with all yeah. of them whether it's playstation or whether it's my xbox Eventually, they're all going to become more like a gaming service sure. rather than a piece right. of hardware It'll that you have. Be a lot more like Steam. Yeah, mm -hmm. you just kind of get a right. little PlayStation box and you do everything from that. Steam, Steam probably just jumped the gun with the Steam box, but eventually that's what everyone will have. It'll be a Steam yeah. box that you subscribe to PlayStation or Xbox or maybe both. You I know, guess maybe then that'll just be the name of the service. I guess I never thought of that. Did the Steam box come out already? It didn't do well. Obviously. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't exactly. even know it was out. I know. That's it's crazy. I, think the, the big thing, I don't know if the controller ever actually came out, or if it did. I don't know that it really worked to the level that they were advertising. Huh. You know, that was really the only thing that they had going for them was that unique controller. But yeah, that you can't launch with thirteen different 
models at 13 different price points yeah. and expect consumers to stay on board. At most, there should have been three, which is ironically what you're going to end up with with the Xbox. You're going to have the Xbox One regular, the Xbox One S, and the Xbox One Scorpio or whatever they end up calling it. And yeah. that's and, and similarly with the PlayStation 4, you'd have the PlayStation 4 Slim and the PlayStation 4 Pro. So right. people so, want some price points, but not nine or thirteen. Um, and do you think do you think they'll stick with the Elite branding, like with the Elite controller, and they'll just call it Xbox One E or One Elite or something? That's actually not a bad name. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. I mean, they had the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty Elite. Yeah. And that's actually right. was the finally the good Xbox 360, which really, honestly, the 360 was a great system. It just tended to warp its motherboard with its own heat. Yeah. Red ring. On you. Red ring. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Once they got yeah. to the Elite, they got the heating problem fixed. I uh, When I was first going to buy a PlayStation, or a, I was debating between PS3 and Xbox. Even though all my friends had a PlayStation, I was like, well, I'm still going to do my research and figure it out. My roommate at the time had an Xbox, and he would always play shit. Sure. And then uh, one day I come home, and he's like, my fucking Xbox red ringed. He's like, I just bought this like a month ago. And I was like, well, PS3, here I come. Right. Like, I'm not going to fucking, <laughs> I don't even want to try and get screwed over by that shit. Um, and I will point out my PlayStation 3 still works just fine. Oh, me too. My so. PlayStation 3 works just fine. And my <laughs> Xbox 360 works just fine. It's just that it's my third Xbox 360. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching uh, Rogue One the other day on my PS3. So... Um, cool. Well, you know, this, this has been going on for a while. This podcast has been going on for a while. We've so. rambled in your ears long enough. We have. Um, did you uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say with the Twitch stuff at all? Or No, just, just look for us on there and continuing to mess around with the Twitch and mess around with Facebook, trying to figure out which platform is better. Facebook, I do like the fact that you guys get notifications on it, mm-hmm. and it seems to have a few less issues. But whether it's Twitch and on you know under TMA Games, or whether it is on Facebook under Twist My Arm, definitely look for more streaming coming up, especially as we move into yeah. April. Yeah, give us some likes and some shares. And uh, I did find my Twitch name. It is Blam Blam. Thank you. Spelled just like it sounds, cool. all one word. Um, that is also my PlayStation Network name. Blam Blam. Thank you. If I need to spell it out for you, you. Probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. So. Um. Um, and if you <laughs> if you if you do go to the Facebook page for any of the streaming or audio, or if that's where you get most of your Twist My Arm content, just make sure you have their notifications turned on so that anytime we post something, it comes through. Um, the YouTube sec- uh, channel. If you're on the YouTube channel and you're subscribed, just click on the little bell there by the video and that will send new videos directly to your phone as a notification as soon as they come out. It doesn't push them. You can just click, you know, watch later or whatever, but Heck that yeah. way you'll know there's a new video up. So right now we have all the Gwent decks from the PS4 technical beta. Look for Gwent to come out sometime in the next couple of months, hopefully. And uh, other than that, we have a bunch of Drawn to Death content up right now. We're taking a look at all of the character abilities. I also have previews of all of the available character skins currently. So go check that out. And like I said, feel free to subscribe. If you want to check us out on Twitch, it's TMA Games. I am the real Jesse Bailey. If you want to add me on PS4, I'm JB42088. If you want to bitch at me on Twitter, I'm <laughs> at Jesse Bailey. Nice. Um, yeah, and you know, I I just I did want to say to everyone that has been listening and listening um, frequently and those those continuous listeners, um, 
I have talked to a couple of you, and you have given me your thoughts and feedback, and I I really, really do appreciate it, and I know that we've been doing a lot of nerdier things lately and talking more video games and more movies and that sort of thing, but we are starting to get back into booking guests on the show that have interesting life stories and are, you know, locals and not, not just locals, but like people that, that are normal people, you know, just like you and I and... We're getting we're getting more guests to start. I was just thinking, you know what this show needs is some normal people. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm basically what I'm saying is is your voices are being heard, even though that's you know what we try to do anyway. Like I know we've been straying, and I I just want to make sure to fulfill your guys' wishes. So that being said, next week I do have um, my friend Annie coming on the show. Hopefully, I swear to God, this week's this week's guest bailed on us. but next week, I, I know she's still pretty stoked to do it. Uh, I wanted to have her come on and, and have a little bit of like a religious discussion. She she went to college and got a degree in, in uh, religious studies. And I was raised very religious. And I know a lot of people out there that listen to this um, are raised very, very religiously or whatever it is. And I, it's just it's a, it's a cool topic that I like to talk about. And um, it'll be fun to have her on here kind of going through all those different sort of religions and what they mean and shit. Um, coming up after that, we have um, my friend Paul will be on the show talking about he, he blows glass. Um, I don't, I, I'm sure a lot of you don't really give a fuck about that, but I, I like the, the art of blowing glass. It's impressive. And I would really like to kind of learn a little bit more about it. So I'm having him come on here pretty soon. Um, we have some more... Uh, of the official living room sessions scheduled as well. Um, those will be coming up pretty soon. I can't really reveal any names of the bands yet because they're not <laughs> set in stone, but they'll be there. Not fully booked. <laughs> no, not yet, but I, I am in talks with some people. So. Um, and if you're in a band and you want to be in the living room sessions, go ahead and hit us up at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. Indeed. And uh, any, any, any music that 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 you play anything it's fine if you're a dj if you're if you're a hip-hop artist if you're a rock band if you're a folk band whatever whatever it is like it yeah it doesn't matter you can you know you could be in a fucking two-piece metal band for all i care if you want to come on and do some shit let's do it you know i I like promoting everyone not just a certain group of people and um i like to help out anyone i can so yeah with that uh i did you know we were going to cover some stuff today but I think we'll save that maybe for next week um, there's uh, yeah I'll give you a little yeah next week we'll cover the fact that there's going to be four <laughs> Batman movies coming out next year four Batman or, you know, universe movies coming out next year maybe so maybe we'll just leave it at that yeah we probably could <laughs> we probably don't need to say much more one in detail <laughs> yeah talking about which one will and won't have <laughs> yeah no shit um <laughs> So yeah, with that, uh, we're going to sign off here. Uh, thanks for listening. You can get a hold of us at twistmarmpodcast.gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud. And however you listen to us, thank you. And um, you know, share with your friends. Give us a like. Send us a message. Say hello. And uh, that's about it. I'm Josh. This is Nate. Goodbye. And I'm Jesse. Have a good week. Yeah, we'll talk to you later.